Hello, Internet. You're listening to the In Your House Comedy Podcast with the Babyface and his fellow funny friend. Now hold on to your butts. Keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. Prepare to have an autographical orgasm in three, two, two, one. Tony Law, he's been on the telly quite often. He does AI 10 Cats. Oh. Big, like, a beard, bit crazy. Uh, I'll probably know him in that. It's not the one I'm thinking of, the kind of hobo you want. Yeah, he does look a bit like a gypsy hobo type uh, thing. I might, yeah. Yeah, he's always yeah. quite out there, quite wild, but he's such a fun comedian. I was I was um, doing a gig with him, and I was so looking forward to meeting him. But he was a typical headliner. He turned up five minutes before his set. <laughs> but when he was there, I, I do know when I'm first. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've been very, I've been very lucky lately. So I, I, I go there, I do my set, and it was, it was a fifty-fifty set. I, it went really well. I thought it could have been better. But I, I'm sat in the green room afterwards. So I'm just like, oh dear, so I, I, I should have done this. I should have done this joke. That should have been a bit tighter. You know, really emphasising that. Something I think, from what I've gathered, like talking to like a lot of newer people and then talking to like someone like Matt, for, for example, who's been doing this 16 years, that's something that never goes away. Yeah, no, you're totally yeah. right. I did a gig with Tony, uh, sorry, with um, Scott Bennett up in Nottingham. And it was so great to see before his goes on to because he's been doing like 10 years mm. and he's brilliant, he's gonna be the next big thing. But before he goes on the stage, he's like, a, the rest of us, we're nervous, we're pacing, oh, we're going you, over our sets. You can feel the nervous yeah. energy, can't you, when you're waiting to go off? You know, he isn't sat at the stage like rolling a cheap cigarette saying, <laughs> oh, just another night for me. Yeah. It was good and it made me feel more relaxed about it. But no, I was doing, yeah, we doing this um, gig with Tony just doing a gig with Tony. Yeah, so casual. So I was in the green room and I was feeling a bit down about so, it. Before we go on, I probably should say, in, introducing Big D Archer. Yes, <laughs> thanks for having me. Fellow, it's, it's really good to be here. Fellow comedian, a fellow funny friend, Big D Archer, thank you very much for coming on to the In Your House podcast. It's really great to be here, thank you. <laughs> Introduction done, sorry to interrupt you, carry on. Thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll forget if I didn't do it again. I was already, I'd already forgotten, so. No, it's good. No, I, I was uh, just sat in the green room feeling a bit down, and I literally, I just turned my head, and Tony's literally, like, right by my face, the biggest smile on his face, <laughs> and it just so just took me out of my seat for a second, like, bloody hell, someone like him, and he's just looking over, smiling at me, and he just, like, hello, you're right, buddy, and all this, and it was yeah. just... It just changed. It was so nice that that you know they're they're like us. You know they're normal yeah, people. Yeah, you get big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was just the friendliest guy. And he was mm. telling me about the podcast he's been listening to, and oh, it's the future and all this. And it was so nice to see. When was this one then? This was uh, it was last month at a gig in Hereford at the Green Dragon. There was about 120 in the audience, and like I said, it was um, it was a really good night, not a very drunken night, very fun <laughs> night, but uh, it's definitely one that I will remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of them, a drunken night can go two ways, kind of. If people get too drunk, too near the beginning, like, to, like yes. near the beginning of the set, it can, they just take, kind of take it over, they forget. Oh, they yeah. They don't have to get involved as much, which is good sometimes, you know. We do have gigs where people get a little bit too drunk, yeah, and we both can remember one, <laughs> you know, where the, you have typical hecklers, ones who like to finish your jokes, ones that like to uh, criticise you on stage, and then you've got the one drunk critic who likes to come onto stage and give you a hug. <laughs> And we, we all know gigs when that's happened, right. and it's it's definitely different, you know. 
see your first so, one. We've talked, we mentioned that one on um, about the vine like last year. We talked, it, yeah. We talked about that a few times on Instagram. Yes. I've had a few other <laughs> people from that night on here. <laughs> it, it's and it, I think what made me laugh the most was that he was just being his normal drunken self, but next to him was his young daughter who at that time of night should have been at home in bed oh, doing the homework. Point. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, definitely. But yeah. she just stood, sat there like, oh, he does this every night of the week. She was the <laughs> That's it. She's like, come on, Dad, it's time to go home. Come on now. And he was just, you know, he was just so funny. Every comedian, he just he just wanted to be a part of the show. Mm. That's right. You know? I, I'm generally, like, I get why it bothers people. I've started to get it a bit more as I've been doing it, um, when people, you know, just shout out stuff. But, I'm not as bothered as long as it's friendly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't get many um, many people shouting. I get people shouting out like encouragement or yeah, yeah. a bit, you know, something, but nothing too critical and nothing yeah, hazing yeah. and nothing too like, abusive. It's, it's quite nice. With it anyway. Yeah, Definitely. I think the comedy scene has got a lot better and a lot more welcoming, especially with a lot of the new audiences coming in to see the new comedians these days. But um, they're, they're there, a lot of the times, they're there for a free night of comedy. They're, they're just want to enjoy themselves. You know, as long as you're not that comedian who's in their face, you know, yeah. you know swearing and getting really aggressive with them, you know, you're fine. I think uh, it's got a lot better. Yeah, and that, that militant kind of comedy has gone a bit now just because of the... Um just because of the climate nowadays. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a Brexit. We can blame <laughs> that on Brexit as well. Brexit. <laughs> uh, you know you know what's crazy? Mm. Funnily enough, I've, this is episode number 11 now. Yeah. I haven't talked about Brexit once, and I thought to myself, you know, with all the shit that's going on, I've got it on my notes, I'm yeah. going to bring up Brexit, and I'm <laughs> it up anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's, I mean, I did a lot of gigs recently where a lot of promoters have stated, like, listen, there's certain things we don't want to hear about tonight. We don't want to talk about Donald Trump. We don't want to talk about Brexit mm. and other local issues. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, no, I can believe it. Yeah, some more recent issues that we don't need to discuss at this <laughs> we point don't need in time. To. But <laughs> no, no name and names anyway, we're not, at least. We're not naming no names. names. <laughs> but it's um, it's definitely something that it's, everyone <sighs> talks about. It. It all, everything you talk about on a daily basis, it seems to come back to Brexit all the time. Yeah. So it's, you know, we're flogging um, a dead horse here a lot of the time. Yeah, I can see all these adverts. Like, You've probably seen them as well where, like, they're saying get ready for Brexit on the 31st of October. Make sure your business is ready for Brexit. Do everything. How can you get ready for something when you don't know what's happening yet? Brexit's been happening for a couple of years now. Yeah, and but the guidelines <laughs> haven't been set out. No. <laughs> I, I, it's almost it's it's going to be the weirdest thing. Comfort. I don't think it's going to happen on the 31st anyway. No, they've already conceded that he's going to go. Even though Boris Johnson was like, "Over my dead body, will I get an no. extension?" Why? Because why do it on October 31st on Halloween? It's not really good PR, no. is it? You know, it, the world's going to turn into some kind of Mad Max, you know, Romy world afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But you want to advertise it, it all starts on October 31st. You know, all these kids are going to be running around oh, like man. Captain America, Iron Man, you know, Boris Johnson. You know, <laughs> it's not really the right time to be doing it. But we'll see what happens. I think, I personally think it's going to be pushed back again. I think, I think it should be. And I personally, I've been of the opinion that... Um, I mean, I don't think we should have left in the first place anyway, but ignoring that, I think we should do a re-vote anyway because the idea that people voted for was a romanticised version of what Brexit could be. Yes, what, I totally agree yeah. with you on that. They now, need to redo it. So the original vote, we didn't know the full truth and everyone always blames the people who voted leave and all, we, you know, the people mm. who voted uh, remain. There's a big argument always. But if you're the person who only gets a certain amount of facts, 
who doesn't really look into these type of things as much. You know, working class people, we don't always know too much what's going on in the political world. Yeah, We're yeah, going to yeah. vote. What a lot of people don't yeah. like to hear it because a lot of times nothing you can do is just annoying. That's it, yeah. yeah. So we're going to vote on what we think looks better, you know. So we, a lot of people, I, I voted leave, you know, and I have regretted I'm, I'm, I can't yeah. believe I'm admitting that. <laughs> and I, I got it. I got it here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I admit it. It was a, since then, it's all come out about the lies that we were told again and again and again and the people who organized you yeah. know the leaving party they're gone they're gone <laughs> and the ones who are still around they shouldn't be running the country yeah. but so I, I do the I'll, issue we have i will say this you're saying about doing a second vote i do agree to a certain extent but then where does it end do we have a third vote do we have because no. what will happen is the people there are diehard fans out there who think well yeah, my yeah. vote the first time should count yeah if you're then just going to vote again I'm going to vote for the third time because why should your vote count more than mine? And it's it's our own government who's got us into this position. Yeah. And eventually, yeah. what's going to happen? Half the country is going to be pissed off. <laughs> Half the country is going to be lording over them. And I don't think, like I say, Brexit won't happen. Even it will just continue. Yeah, even after people that want to leave, even when we do leave, we're going to be unhappy because of the way we leave. That's it. I, it's one of them, like, I, I understand like, completely like, how, where did this start, but it's yeah. just because it was the idea... We were voting on was not the realistic idea, yeah. but at the same time, like you said, if people are read into that at the time, then they'd have known that. Yeah, that's it. But not, I, I also yeah. think the government at the same time were probably just a bit optimistic. Yeah, I, I don't think the government are this super powerful. Like we was on about conspiracy theories earlier. Yes, yeah. Like, or I, were we? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I love reading conspiracy theories too, but. I'm very much of the belief that I don't believe the government has enough control or power organisation to do most of these conspiracies. Yeah, no, I can believe that, they, yeah. They're dumb, man. They're just dumb. Most well, we're the ones who put well, them into power, and then once well, they're Trump in power... Donald Trump, you know, they're the two world leaders right oh, now. Oh, it's so when, embarrassing, isn't it? When Donald Trump makes the English Prime... Sorry, when the English Prime Minister makes Donald Trump look tidy, then... Oh, I know, yes. an issue. It is, it is incredible, it is. I think oh, the ultimate a- analogy I got told the other day is like, you know when you're at a, a party and an argument breaks out, you're that guy who pisses in the punch bowl, but before leaving you realise, i got, I got to lift with someone, I'm going to have to wait for them. <laughs> that is Brexit at the moment. Yeah. We've pissed in the punch bowl and we can't leave the party just yet. We've got to just man up and wait. And that's what it generally That's it. Yeah. That's how it generally feels. We've we just got to there. wait. Yeah, we've all been there. We understand yeah. Brexit. We, we get it. We get it. We understand where you are. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. If you're watching <laughs> now Brexit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But that's the thing. that We've a lot of the conspiracy theories. Like, um, there's so much evidence coming out about aliens now. It's fucking crazy. Oh, I know. I Proper evidence. I really just want them to just come out once before. So, listen, turns out there's been aliens all along. They're the Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were here all along. It's just you, you were too up those to see them. Like, they but no, I didn't see all along. It's what they did. I'd love it. They say they say that oh, if aliens did exist, our tiny little brains wouldn't be able to understand. And I, I think yeah, we you know can. we've watched some pretty weird shit on TV mm. or online. At least I have. And then um, <laughs> I think we'd be pretty much okay by now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a crazy thing. It's just like finding a new species of animals that just happens to be as clever as us. I remember being down in London once and there was a, a, a bloke on the side of the road in by the park who was spouting that, aliens are coming for us, they're coming to steal all our Red Bull. 
And I, 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 who was more crazy? To, was it the guy saying they're going to steal our Red Bull, or me who stood there for the next ten minutes, listening to see what else crap he was going to come out with? And that, that, that's fair enough. That's it. So be careful. They are coming for our Red Bull. And <laughs> so I was just blown away by it. it take was... the Red Bull. Take them once, and then we've got a problem on our hands. Oh yes, yes. Motherfucker thing. <laughs> Okay, I see where they are. Yeah, but um, like that Area 51 thing, they did that um, Russian it that you mentioned about with the Naruto run. That's, did they actually even do it in the end? They did. There was just a very few of them, and it didn't go very far. When of course they got not. Turned around, you don't warn the government that we're coming for you. It's such a stupid thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's privatised land, and it's basically them, we're coming for you. And the government turned around and said, yeah, we know we're coming for you, but I think we'll be ready. So they, of course they were ready. They had guns and plenty of troops. They knew what was going to happen. Yeah, the fucking government, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to just seen like the government side of things. Like, if one of the uh, security guards had a camera, yeah, just to see yeah, a lot yeah. of these like conspiracy theories running across. <laughs> like, like, oh, <laughs> it was like the weirdest race ever to oh, watch. But okay. um, I, what was supposed to happen? You were supposed to run in. They were supposed to raid. It was the know? idea. Loads. To, if, like, I don't know, like thousands of them would have actually gone and it could have happened, you know, they could have got could in have there. ran to know. the site map that said, oh, aliens are here and, you know, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> this way. Yeah. I don't understand what they were honestly going to get no, out of it. I don't think they ever did. I think it was just an excuse to do stupid shit and get oh, high yeah. in the desert. Oh, yeah. Which, in that case, I, I, I you know, I approve it. There you go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right then, yes, yeah, so what I wanted uh, to ask you then, you already brought it up earlier too. Excuse my burp. Um... Big D, where that come from then? Oh, so basically, is what? it all about your willy or is the no, no? <laughs> it's more the diabetes side of things. Oh. No, no, <laughs> it's not. It's it's nothing to do. I uh, basically I work in a, a job with I, I basically look after lads with autism, and um, I wanted to make sure there was a clear space between my job life and uh, what I'm doing in comedy. And uh, so that a couple is a good thing, like the whole looking after people with autism. And that. It's one of those things. Not, I could never like. I don't think I could do that kind of thing, but I've managed to take a few words. It is the, one of the toughest jobs and one of the best jobs I've mm. ever done. And I, I could literally talk for the next two hours talking about the fact that how the government is screwing over people with diet, with uh, disabilities and that. And it's, it's absolutely incredible. Some, uh, but I, obviously I can for certain reasons because I've got to be very careful what I say mm-hmm. for all the place I work and whatnot. But um, it, is a, it is an amazing job. I work with some amazing people who work very hard and they deserve so much praise you never hear you never hear about the good stories about yeah, him yeah. with us you know the care you, yeah, there's a lot of instances yeah. in care where you hear all about the bad stuff you don't hear about the good stuff and that's a shame that's what we want to get back to but so i had to create this character and it is a character it's a mask that i wear and it's uh, i was looking at it and everyone always referred to me quite as a big lad i'm a big lad my mum refers to me as a big lad so i i looked at it and thought well, i just call myself big d Keep the archer. Nice, it's it? nice and simple. Yeah. And then after a while, people started asking, "What's the D stand?" And it's a great setup for a lot of jokes. It, it's so easy. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. say, "Oh, it's it's for uh, disappointment. It's for diabetes. Mm-hmm. It's for dyslexia." <laughs> you know, and it's working really well. So I've I've kept it, and, and it has stand out as well. Yeah, yeah, I quite Different. like it. A lot of comedians I've spoken to have said it's a great idea to do because there needs to be a healthy balance between your work life, your personal life. And comedy, yeah, you know, so and it's been working really well for me. I've been very lucky with it, yeah. I, I liked it when I saw it because, um, I think I said to you not too long ago that when I 
last saw you, you had like big long hair, big bushy beard, yes. went, went by your other name. Yeah, and that's it. You were just doing this new stuff. I, I miss, I loved having long hair. Uh, it took me, it took me so long to grow long hair. I'm not like uh, most people, you know, it takes me forever. I put my eyebrows off in school with a oh, burner. Know. And well, it, actually, um, it took yeah. me like two years to grow them back. You know, I'm there penciling them on every morning. <laughs> and then if I was ever surprised, like wiping off, trying to draw it back on again. But um, it's, it's just one of these things. I had lovely long hair, mad beard. And if you see some of the videos I did and some of the photos, I, I genuinely look like a quite a homeless man. <laughs> and what happened was um, the birth of my son. And it's a lovely day. And we were in the hospital for like, maybe two, three days. My wife um, had just had Jack, my little boy. Yeah. And I was gonna go home, grab a few things and come back. When I came back, they wouldn't let me into the maternity ward because they thought <laughs> I was a homeless guy. And that you can imagine what it looked like from that side of the door, me banging, let me in, I just want my bags. baby. <laughs> you know, it was very creepy and police could have been yeah. called. So I said to my wife, I said, listen, I'm going to be a bit longer. She's been on at me for ages to cut my hair. So I went back and I cut it all off. And it generally, I, I had a little bit of a cry about it because I, I love that hair. You it's know, a hard thing to do, man. Is. I've oh. had to cut my long hair a few times. You know, and so I cut it off. I trimmed the beard. I haven't lost the beard because if I lose my beard, you see all my chins. You know, <laughs> I am a, I'm a big guy and, uh, you know, the beard hides a lot of it as well, which is great. You're able to grow facial hair, man. I hate you and envy oh. you at the same time for this. Trust me, once you hit puberty, it will all come through. You'll be great. <laughs> no, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I have hair on nut now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> Don't have Oh, you got to call you. You know, when you, I remember being like about twelve, Twiggy. twiggy. <laughs> you know, I remember being told off in class, looking down at my groin and naming all the hairs on them. You know, it was magical times. <laughs> so, it's a question for yourself then. If you were going to create a character for yourself, then what would it be? Upward, no character growing up. Yeah, baby you, face. Baby face. Yeah. Is that something you want to keep going with? Because you will get older, you will get... You know. Why you say that? Is that something you want to keep going with? Coming from the guy who's referred to as a penis. <laughs> so when did you change that then? Have you always been called that then? Yes, yeah, since I started, I've started as a baby face. Oh, um, and it, people refer to you as it then, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, baby face comedian. Yeah, well, I could, I could I'll get introduced to baby face Carl Hinken. It's, See, I, I like still that. use my name, but yeah. I, I use both. Um, a lot of the people that I know and stuff, like, you know, just make, refer to me as it a lot of time anyway, and they yeah. get introduced as it. No, it's good. It's a good name. It's a random thing to keep you, um, to just make you a bit different, make you sound a little bit. And That's exactly it, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of people think it's because of actual having a baby face. Yeah. Which I have always had a baby face, to be fair. Like, I, I'm older than people think, like, I'm almost 30. Oh, I, I'm a bit older than that myself, and people actually say that. I'm, I look really old. <laughs> it's been tough times, yeah. But it, it's um, it's a wrestling term anyway. Yeah. What it actually is, it means a good guy. Yeah, well, well when it comes to wrestling, I, I'm absolutely mad on wrestling. Old school Are wrestling. You? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'm mad, so you understand the name of this podcast Yeah, then? of course I did. I, I remember watching one of the first in your house with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's back then it was it was um, Hulk Hogan, and then it went over to The Undertaker. I've always been massive on The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels. But later on. A proper worker. Oh, he's still going. He's still going. Let the I, man retire. Yeah, he, he wants to do it, though. He keeps asking. Oh. He's supposed to be on SmackDown, but he chose not to be. 
Man should just retire. He should have retired after he broke the, when the streak broke, which I hated. By the way, yeah. it should have ended. Up, it should have been Triple H come back one more time, or Shawn Michaels come back one more mm. time. And when you saw that one match where Shawn Michaels and Triple H came back to fight Undertaker and Kane oh. in Dubai, it was just such. Shawn Michaels being bold for a start. It was, a yeah. it was so weird to see him like that. Yeah. It was so bold, wooden. Bold, um, Shawn Michaels. It was well. a wooden night where nothing went right, and it was so depressive. But yeah, no, I, I've always loved my wrestling. I've uh, always good, been. Man. I am a big Sweet. geek in the end. I actually love it. I I watch all the highlight reels. I, NXT. Still now as well. Yeah, yeah, oh. and I am starting to get into AEW, yeah, which yeah, is I was you know. Ask you about that. Oh, I, I love what they're doing over there. It's, it's so different. I mean, it's a bit messy at the moment, but of you should is. expect that because they're trying to do. They're not looking at WWE. They're trying to do their own thing, and it's going to be messy because that's how they go. Like the win-loss thing, I don't think it's going to stick forever. Yeah. I don't think it can after you know. I mean, imagine like half a year down the line, and it can't it can't stick forever because it's still line stuff, you know. But one of the, the best things in WWE or WWF as it was back then mm-hmm. in in the history of it was when WCW and ECW came together and the huge invasion. Was, it was incredible, right? So. Uh, potentially, peak time for oh yeah. Potentially, in years to come, we might see AEW invade WWF. Yeah, WWE. I hope not, because that means WWE bought them. Well, they have threatened to do it before. To <laughs> yeah. buy, and they have the money, and this will be the time that they are building traction now. Yeah. And WWE, if you watch a lot of their shows, there's a lot of signage going out. There's a lot of chance going out for AEW. Yeah, they don't want you know. No, exactly. They're, they're removing anyone that comes in with with AEW signs. They're yeah. removing, and to be fair though, AEW uh, are removing any signs that come in that are um, anti WWE. Yeah, which is quite cool. To be fair, well, I like that. It. They're fighting fire with fire, and it's the right thing to do. But they are definitely on the increase at the moment. Yeah, yeah. AEW, give it another year, and I think a lot of these things will be ironed out, and it's going to yeah. be a nice, smooth show. But um, and they've got a billionaire yeah. backing them, so they don't. They, I don't yeah. think being bought out by Vince at the moment is a is a feasible thing. No, no, probably not. But I mean, eventually, it will become a threat because it is a huge business. But they don't decide to sell it to Vince, and they won't. No, so there, there are ways. Yeah, you're right. But I think the time will come. Like a lot of new businesses, yeah. that it will have a, it will reach a point where it can expand or it will start to decrease. Yeah. And that all depends over the next couple of years with AEW. They've got a TV slot just the same as WWE are now on. Um, is it FX or is it on Sports or something like now? Um, well, it's on Fox in America. Fox, that's yeah. It, yeah. I don't think it's changed over here. But I, I, that's the one thing with AEW. They've lost their um, live Dynamite UK deal. Yep. Which, that sucks. They like, have a huge UK fan base. And huge, to have that. They need to sort it out. Yeah. They really need to sort that out. So we might see something in years to come. But I'd, I'd love to see a crossover eventually. But it would have yeah. to be done right. I don't think it could be. I really can't imagine that scenario because WWE at the moment they're just throwing everything at the wall and it's yeah. kind of shit. Like they were doing so well. The last week was the biggest week for wrestling fans in so long. Oh, I, I was you so know. disappointed. I mean, Tyson Fury and all that. that I didn't. That was smart. I, they've done this before with Mike Tyson years yeah. ago. And, and um, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, oh God, yeah, we're yeah, getting yeah. the big show and all that. You know, Braun Strowman is a character that should have been pushed more. Yeah. He, he needs he to be doing more. But no, every time he steps aside and it annoys the hell out of me. But um, the man who who will eventually take over is Triple H. What he's done with NXT, yeah. NXT is absolutely... They yeah. brought back one of my favourite uh, types of matches, War Games. Yeah, War Games. Which was genius. And then they put this, these these uh, teams in that were perfect to fight against mm-hmm. each other. Was it 
Undisputed Era been in both, have they? Yeah, they've been in both. You had yeah. the Viking War Raiders, as they were originally the called. Viking, no, War Raiders. Yeah. yeah, they keep changing the name, don't they? Um, I liked Viking Experience, you know. Yeah. When they came up, I liked it, and everyone bitched about this. Uh, it was good, it was good, but it had such a good fan base in NXT. But when it came over, they decided to change it again. I don't know what. It's like Authors of Pain. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Anything that's like got war in it or like some kind of stuff like that gets demonetized or something. Oh. But then you got Authors of Pain, who are finally coming back in. And they, like they were style. good. They were mm. brilliant back then, and they've been pushed aside. There's a lot of big names who came from NXT that have kind of been pushed away, you know. But uh, Ricochet, I've been watching him since back at the Temple. Back on, uh, I can't remember, it was Aztec Warfare. And it, oh, it was absolutely phenomenal uh, Mexican uh, wrestling show they used to do. Lucha Libre. Lucha Underground. Yeah, yeah. He was absolutely. He was, was masked, weren't he? Prince no, Puma. Infinity, he yeah. was. The man deserves all the credit in the world. Mm. He is the AJ of the Mexican world who's yeah. just come into it. AJ's looking to retire in the next year or two. This man's going to take years. over. And he's just phenomenal. He is. What he's doing is just up in the game. He hasn't got the charisma on my stores yet, though. No, he hasn't, but like with It'll everything. Come. It'll it come. Will, yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to be put with the right people to yeah. get him to that point, and I think he will get there. Paul Heyman is good for that kind of stuff, but oh, helping yeah. people. But at the same time, since he's took over Raw, there has been some downsides to it still. Yeah, yeah, and there will be. Did you see um, the whole everything to do with Lashley and Lana? Oh, yeah. What is all that about? <laughs> he was supposed to be brought back later on in the year. And he was supposed to have me set up for a title shot. And they brought him back in this weird storyline where his wife's basically taken everything from him. And Lashley, Lashley, who in, um, I can't remember which business it was, it was at Nonstop Wrestling or something. Yeah. And he was brilliant as the bad guy. Now he's come back and he's a joke. Yeah. yeah. He's not a bad guy, but he's a shit bad guy. Oh, he is. <laughs> Best bad guy at the moment, hands down, is Baron Corbin. I, I love that guy. I think he, what he's doing is incredible. You know what? It's hard to argue. Him with the whole thing with The Rock and Becky Lynch. Like, oh, yeah. Becky Lynch and Corbin, though, a lot of people normally get swallowed up by The Rock, but both of them, I thought, yeah. kept up with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, like Becky Lynch. Testicle line. I love Becky Lynch, uh, but there are a few other the women wrestlers I don't know. They're just not quite there yet. Yeah. You know, Charlotte Flair. She rides the, she, she's amazing. She rides her name really well, and I'm quite glad she's taken the mantle. Yeah. But um, you know, there's Becky Lynch, who, the man. She every time some of the moves she's doing now, she's definitely up in the game every time. Yeah. She has taken. You know, we have we're not in the Attitude Era anymore, but we're in this era now where there's a huge change happening, and it's great. We saw the first Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. And that I, 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 I was saying for ages needed to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. the problem was we had a couple of other franchises threatening to do it as well. And we, yeah, yeah, and not enough women. Well, that's it. Well, we've, you know, NXT had a load of women come in for a training. Mm -hmm. They started doing the shows and then loads of them got pushed in, which was brilliant. But then we had our first ever women's uh, event, which was Evolution. Evolution, Evolution yeah. yeah. And there were some down parts and there were some good parts. Uh, Ronda Rousey, I absolutely loved. She was such a surprise. From her first match, she was just, I, was, I didn't expect anything in that match with WrestleMania, and then yep. straight away, just like, wow, okay. She, she put in the mileage she did. She yeah. put in the training. She yeah. wanted to prove that she's not here just to, for a token name. She wasn't she, a Brock Lesnar. No. She was a proper, like when Batista comes back, he always works matches. He always works dark matches. He yeah. tries, you know, he goes for it. Yeah. She did the same. Oh, okay. But uh, no, no, it's all good. Yeah, man. Oh, we just talked about wrestling for the past 20 minutes. That's pretty good. <laughs> I've got a, um, I did start a wrestling podcast. I, 
in on his own. Yeah. And then it's just the guy that I was doing it with he just wasn't able to come down enough. But now, fucking wrestling is on like every other day. Yeah, no, I, I you love can't it. Get away from it. When I was a kid, you'd have maybe Monday Night Raw, and it was rather you watched Raw or you watched uh, WCW Nitro, and that was it. You didn't really have much other options. I was doing now, Oh, yeah, I've always been WWF, but I've always liked to look over the garden fence and see Sting, you know, Scott Steiner, the Wolfpack, NW, NWO were brilliant in yeah. the early days. And then when they came over to WWE, it was such a letdown. But that was the thing, as you mentioned earlier, with the invasion angle when they did that. Um, they didn't buy out all the good um, TNT contracts, the no, big it. ones. So, you know, you didn't have your Goldberg, you didn't have Ric Flair, you didn't have You didn't NWO. have Sting. Yeah, Sting. Sting is the bravest man in wrestling because he turned around and he did the very last match on w, uh, WCW against Ric Flair. And he turned around and said, I'm not coming over. No matter how much money you offer me, I'm not coming over. And it, what was it, 20 years? 20 yeah, plus years? Yeah. <laughs> he came back. How many God, he was in his mid-50s, late-50s, yeah, right? Yeah. And he went up against Triple H. It was a brilliant match. It was quite a basic match, but it was yeah, a good yeah. match. You know, w, NWO coming down against D-Generation. I was D-Generation. I the because Sting was always against NWO, but at the same time, it was like that loyalty. He know. also had connections with the, the Wolf Pack. Yeah. So he kind of, he sometimes worked with them, but was always against them. It was quite clever. It was so convoluted in the end, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Because everyone was with everyone, everyone was against everyone. I think it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. And that's how the angle it went. It was a good match, and it kind of ended. But then he stayed around. He wasn't, he stayed around to go up, and it annoyed me because he went up for the title against Seth Rowland. Oh, yeah. And he broke his neck. Yeah. Against the, I can't stand the buckle bomb. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. He stopped move. using that now, hasn't he? And then he using it yeah, again. Because he set up for the um, curb stomp for me. Yeah. So you had, who was the first Universal Champion? It was Finn um, Balor. Finn Balor. He broke his uh, oh, shoulder, yeah, yeah. collarbone, and all that because of it. Sting ended his career with a broken neck, basically. And he had, yeah, he coming. always stated he was coming back for, uh, it was like a one year or two year deal. All he wanted to do was to raise that title once. Yeah. That's all he wanted. And Firstly, he, I don't think he should have anyway, and I don't oh, think he was going to. I think, I think if he'd stuck around, we would have seen it once, just once. I don't I would have loved to have seen him and against The Undertaker. Yeah. The Eras match would have been just phenomenal. Considering what they did in his first match, you know, yeah. against Triple H, they buried him. I, I don't think they would have put a title on yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, look at what they did to Goldberg when he came over. Oh, Goldberg's come back a number of times. I love Goldberg. When he My, came, Sorry, sorry. The match he did against Brock Lesnar when yeah. he came back, and it was a bit more, you said things about my family, so I'm coming after mm, you. Like, that's, Brock Lesnar was set up to be the undefeatable, un, un, undefeatable man. You could not break him. And then in that match, he was speared twice, jackhammered, yeah. and lost title in a record amount of time. Yeah, sure. Oh, which has just been broken by Brock Lesnar <laughs> against uh, Kofi <laughs> Kingston. That was horrible, man. Oh. Things. I like Brock Lesnar as a champion. He's not the greatest champion, but he at the moment, there's not many people I can say who are on his level at no, the moment. Even true. Seth Rollins, he shouldn't have, shouldn't have beat Brock Lesnar. He's not quite there yet. But um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? You know, there's they got a lot of talent at the moment, but they don't seem to be going anywhere. And the storylines aren't complete. They're kind of all over like the place. Cain Valesca, they're just kind of hoping the stuff's going to stick. Cain Valesca's not even signed, apparently, yet. Yeah, but we always knew that all these big uh, legends were leaving WWE eventually, you know, Shawn Michaels and all that, and just let them go. But they keep yeah. bringing them back for these, trying to push people over. They got a whole wall, they got a whole room full of amazing characters mm. waiting to come out, and they're just not pushing the right ones. Yeah, it's a shame. They're trying to stick with their old people, like... Um, 
they're getting a bit better at it lately. Like I think they might have started to learn. Like after the you know the horribleness that was Undertaker and Goldberg oh, God. claimed all, and then then they brought Goldberg back and had him against Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. But putting an old with a new, or you know, no, no Dolph Ziggler's not new, but still. Dolph Ziggler deserves hand. more. Yeah. I, I like him as bad guy. Don't get me wrong, but he should have been like the next Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I, I actually love some of the stuff he's done in the past. But yeah, when he went up against Goldberg, you could see what was going to happen. But the man took spear after spear after spear, and yeah, he, he, kept, he kept oh, he kept the character going. It was brilliant. It was great. And he, you know, he's a comedian as well. Yeah, he's, he does stand up. I've seen some of his bits online, and he's generally he's funny, That's funny good. guy. Yeah, he's a very yeah. funny guy. Yes. I didn't see most of it. Um, Last thing I'll say about wrestling because we can carry on talking about this all night. <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it, when you find someone else that likes wrestling? I, that's it, yeah. yeah. Um, did you watch The Fiend and Rollins in the right. South? So I, I watched oh. it the following day. I usually do stay up. I am a bit of a nerd. I will stay up and Same. watch it. Same. You know, one o'clock to about four o'clock in the morning. I played knackering, but I will do it. But I only watched the highlights. And when I watched the Hell in the Cell match, I love what The Fiend is. I love the character they're trying to bring across. Like an 80s. Yeah, yeah. Like it gets beaten down and comes back. And he kept getting up, like Michael Myers. He just yeah, kept getting up. Exactly. Getting up. Yeah, yeah. But it, it went from being uh, like physical to being more comic book mm-hmm. very quickly. And it's a shame. It is. I like the fact that he's adopted the mandible claw. Because And agree. Sister Abigail, I'm glad he kept that move. It's a good move. You know, he's lost all the weight, he's got the character down. I love the fact that he's doing like what the Yante used to do, like lights off, he turns yeah. up. I love that type of thing. They did it too much in the build up to Helen the Cell, I felt yeah. though. It kind of lost his aura a bit. And what's the deal with the red light all the time? You know what? Normally that's they've never done that before for him, but it, um they did, they, with, what, they did it with they did it with Finn Balor. No, they didn't. Uh, didn't they? Not in the match, no, no. Oh, it was it just I didn't like it. I really didn't like I it. I normally don't, but for some reason I just felt like it worked for that because really? it, just, it felt like a horror. I was like I was okay with that. I yeah. was I was loving it all, absolutely loving it, yeah. up until the bell rang. Oh, okay, yeah. When he DQ'd, I was like, you've DQ'd for the second year in a row as well. Yeah. Called off the fucking Hell in a Cell match. Like, all he had done was he did that, he went over, pinned him, and he jumped up straight away doing this crazy thing, and then murdered him yeah. to the title. That's all you needed. I, know, I would like to see the Fiend win. Yeah. Because he'd, 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 he'd would be nice to see the bad guy winning for a change. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big Seth Rollins fan. Uh, I'm, so I'm not a Roman Reigns. I can't stand him. You know, it's, he did a lot against John Cena back in the day, and I just I was never the biggest fan. Same as John Cena. I'm not a big fan of him. I don't I think, appreciate him now, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, to a yeah. point, I, I suppose I do. But um, there's there are some good characters. I think it's a case of sticking with WWE and seeing what comes in the next year or two because I think there are some amazing characters that will eventually get there. You know, like EC3, when he was in NXT, oh gosh, yeah. he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is insane never very long, though, did he? No. I'll tell you, the, the, the two people I actually love watching in NXT was, um, is it Champa? Yeah, and who was the other one? Uh, Yeah, that's it, Johnny Gargano. He then too, their rivalry was brilliant. I love the like the anywhere full type matches, the hardcore matches, and I was kind of hoping that they were going to come bring it over onto the main stage, but they ended up didn't because of the injuries. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. but now he's back, 
if I think, um, but they're p- moving people from WWE to NXT now. Yeah, I see. It's, it's basically not a developmental yeah. brand now. We've got the sa- you've got the same TV deal. Apparently, yeah. a lot of the ones that are on the developmental contracts are getting proper ones now. Yeah, which is sweet for them. Like, it's oh yeah, but as always, NXT was the proving grounds yeah. to get to the main show. Now, I mean, Finn Balor is going, and Finn Balor has earned his right to be on the main stage. He is so gifted. Oh, he's great. Yeah. So he's, he's now working on NXT. Right there, no, he when he got the first. When he was the first Universal Champion, I thought that it was finally going in the right direction. Yeah. We're going to see some new blood here. And it, was, it was about time. You know, it wasn't about being the biggest or the toughest. Mm-hmm. And that was what Shawn Michaels always used to say. It doesn't matter how big you are. You know, I will fight you. I will put all on the line, put on the best show. Bret Hart too, arguably. Yeah, Bret Hart, yeah. You know, but... And now you see it, it's they're kind of sticking to the big guys again. They are edging more to it yeah. now, yeah. It's a Vince McMahon, man. He's so out of touch with what's relevant. He really that's is. It. But that's why Triple H is starting to take more control, which is great, because what he does in NXT, what he did for yeah. the women's division, yeah. the tournaments yeah. and all that, what he's doing for the UK yeah, at the they're moment. They've both been cancelled in May, Young and never do oh, this well, they Both are. been cancelled, but you know. You know, what he's doing for the UK side of things as well, the, he, he deserves a lot more credit he, yeah. he doesn't get but uh, him and uh, was it Road Dog? Road Dog's now split yeah. ways he's, he's no longer yeah. yeah so uh, you know him and William Regal they've done some amazing things so I'd like to see what comes next I'd love what I'd love to see is because now we've lost Shane right, off he goes but I'd have loved to see the fight for controlling interest in WWE against Shane McMahon and Triple H. That's what yeah. the one match I would have loved to he'll, see. He'll come back. Shame, oh yeah. yeah. You know, how many times gone. was yeah. Vince fired? <laughs> and boy, I used to love those. Him and uh, Stone Cold. That era yeah. was genius. Mm-hmm. How many times did you want to punch your boss and stunner him? I used to do. I, I used to do all the time. I yeah. used to really want to do it. You know, <coughs> apart from drinking beer on the job, which I got fired for. But that's another matter. <laughs> but um, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> You know, he was a working man. There's a great advert when, um, I don't know if you've seen it, I think it's for the new game, a, wait, a waiter walks into a restaurant, you know, with the food and that. Yeah. And Stone Cold is just sitting there and there's this band just playing, you know, like, dun, dun, oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. He sees him and he just smashes the tray on the floor with the glass. Yeah. Just breaks and then Stone Cold looks at him and then the big violinist is like, do 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> it's brilliant. Fucking awesome, man. So, um... Yeah, so you've got the um, you were on about the gigs you're doing earlier in that then because I know we were on about the coffee number one Hereford gig, which is the one I'm going to be doing with you on the. I'm pretty sure it's the seventh. The seventh of November, yeah. Yeah, and then you said you've got other ones as well still. Like, is that Wobbly Comedy back around now? Then? Yeah. So what's happened was I had a, a big meeting with what uh, the Wobbly Brewery. It's been yeah. bought up by a company who who basically what they want to do is they want to have an all under one roof. Um, entertainment type business where they'll they'll have the you know the mobile brewery which they can do at weddings or events and whatnot they oh, can okay. supply entertainment whether it be bands comedians you know um, people like a uh, sportsman dinner and things like that they want to create this thing where you can literally go onto the website and just pick and choose what you want and they'll yeah. create the package for you and so it's a genius oh, idea yeah, because that's a good idea. Yeah, babe. you know everyone's fed up at the typical um, going to your local Witherspoons for, for a Christmas dinner. And like they want a more, a different experience. Yeah, and more for you. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And they can cut costs. They Because it's all, all the brewery are done, they will bottle and make your drink and bottle it in store. 
You know, they do it all on site and they can cut costs. Yeah. So if you want to have an event, it can be done quite cheaply through them. So I had a meeting with them and they said, listen, we want to bring back Wobbly Comedy. We loved what you did, but you weren't given the support you needed at the time, but now could, we're going to give it to you. Because where was it and like, how it's, long did you do this before? So we, we, would, we did uh, free shows at the, the brewery mm. and each time the issue was it's too far out of town. It wasn't given the support it needed. It wasn't given uh, enough advertisement. And so, which is understandable, but we, yeah. and I kind of stepped away from it for a bit because I, I love the venue. It's such a beautiful venue to do comedy in, but it just wasn't getting the support it needed. And it's I didn't want, fun, yeah. you can ask your load of comedians to come all the way down for no money or just a free drink and give it time, for, especially when there's no audience. That yeah, is yeah, demoralizing. Yeah. So I, uh, I concentrate on the other night and I'm glad I did because now Coffee One is one of the, yeah, but what, yeah I've seen a lot of it. It's one of the best Coffee comedy nights yeah. in town. I'm so pleased with it. I've had a lot of help and a lot of support to get it where it is. And I now have comedians wanting to come all over the country down to Hereford <laughs> to do comedy, which is brilliant. So I've now just been asked to come back to do the Wobbly. And I said, well, I went into the meeting. I said, listen, this is why it didn't work. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they you turned around. Be honest, same situation. Yeah. That's all you can do. Because they're not making any money out of it, and we're not. Uh, you know, we're not going to waste well, our time with it. Just in case, because it goes off a bit. It's on things sometimes. Okay. Yeah. So um, basically, they said, listen, we'll do whatever we can for you. We'll do. All. We've got a separate team now for organising events. We've got our own team who does online social media. What is it? They, health stuff. Yeah, they, oh, okay. they, base, they, they have thrown money at it to make the, uh, the Wobbly Brewery, make the events organised, make this, the internet site yeah. an actual byproduct that will work for them. Fully go into it, yeah. That's it. So we're going to start up nights again very soon. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to piggyback onto the night where there's um, music and comedy because they've already got an established open mic which gets like 50, 60 people, which is brilliant. Oh, well, separate and a thing. To yeah, it's on a separate oh, night. Okay. Is so what we're going to do? We're going to piggyback on that night and squeeze a few comedians in to begin with until we can build up enough audience, enough you know brand awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to split it off and have our own night. But in well, the so meantime, you're going to do with like um, an hour or two after that one. Anyway. No, no, it's going to be within the round. It's going to have, no, you have musician, band, comedian, comedian, music. You know, we try and interrogate, it, try and make it yeah. a one night thing. Okay, yeah. Um, it has worked in the past with a few nights I've been to, to a point. So we'll see how it goes. But they're, they're offering a lot of support, which is great. But then we're going to have, there's going to be charity dinners. We're going to be looking at getting top line comedians down. Um, they basically said, listen, we, we want this to work. We're willing to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get us the best, get us whatever you can. We're going to make this work. But before I didn't have that support, now I have all that support, which is brilliant. Um, but in and around Hereford, we have got some amazing new nights now. Um, obviously, the Barrels in Hereford is a great night that um, it's just changed hands into a new promoter now. Mm. And um, I haven't heard of that one before. The oh, Barrel of Laughs is, is really good. It's the Barrels in Hereford. It's once a month, usually like the third Wednesday of the month. And generally, you get about, uh, about 50 to 60 people in there. And it's a very fun night. The best thing about Hereford is the audience. They're so welcoming. They're so caring about comedy. They want to laugh. And they come yeah. out to these events. And they give them the all. That every time a comedian comes back from Coffee One comedy night, they always say the same thing. That, that they absolutely love the audience. Because the audience are very interactive. I think you did say this to me when I was at yeah. the Hollywood one time when you first told me about yeah. um, Coffee Number One, I think it was. you got to remember, 20 years ago, 20 years ago in Hereford, comedy used to be a massive thing. Everyone used to come to Hereford to do comedy. Jasper Carey used to be down every other week. Oh, you know, and it, it was great. You had comedy in all these bars. And, yeah. you know, the room would be full of smoke and people would be going around <laughs> doing comedy. 
I, I miss those days. I really do. Yeah. You know, because it was proper comedy. Were you around in them days? Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was around in those days, yeah. <laughs> Not you know. performing, just sort of... No, no, I, I was the young kid hanging outside the pub oh, okay. waiting for mum and dad to finish, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what it happened is, 20 years are gone now, and um, basically it died out. Now we're trying to bring it back, and there are some people in and around Hereford who all agree that we're going to work together. Alex Redman, who does Comedy Jam, which is an amazing night to do, mm. he's bringing it over from the Firefly in Worcester to the one in Hereford, and he's doing nights this month and next month to see how it goes, which is brilliant. Um, Farcical Entertainment are still doing the uh, Left Bank, which is a great one in the centre town, mixture of pro and semi-pro nights. You know, uh, James Ryan runs that, and he's been a massive supporter of me, and yeah. I'm very thankful for what he's done. Uh, I think it's Dylan Thomas, who's a Cardiff-based comedian. He's now taking over the barrels, and we're all working together, helping each other out. Well, yeah. We that's the thing. When that's you come to Birmingham, community oh yeah. yeah. When you come to Birmingham, when you come to Bristol, Manchester, and that, there's such a hub of people with these nights and all that, and they're all kind of working together now, which is great. There's yeah, a lot more off. The yeah. platform's a lot more varied now, which is great. But Hereford is on the rise, it is getting better. You know, I'd love to say in a few years' time, we might even have our own festival. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> like, <laughs> Welcome oh. to the Hereford Fringe Festival. Cider and comedy, you know, I'd love it. I keep, I kept hearing about it, the Birmingham one at the moment, but it's, it's not an actual Birmingham comedy festival, is it? It's just a few shows where they call it That's festival. it, yeah. yeah. There, I, I was lucky enough to be on uh, the Kamikaze Nights one, but, you know, they did uh, their favourite acts over the year. Kamikaze Club, you know, Michael and Tom, they've been absolutely brilliant to me from day one yeah. at me starting comedy. They have been always that one on the side of the phone when I need to talk to them. I've bounced ideas. They're the nicest bunch of people, and they're, they're the people who have been given comedians a lot of their first chances, and that's what I love. I, I, I do the same now with a lot of my nights. Mm. I, a lot of new comedians come to me wanting stage time. I love being that person to give them a chance. It is nice, yeah. yeah. In the time when I was doing it as well, I've had a few people coming to me for that, and had a few people on and had their first gigs in that, so yeah. in your house one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying completely. Yeah. I love that. Ninety-nine percent of the comedians I've met, they're the most supportive bunch of people who are genuinely enjoying yeah. their career and want to help you as much as you help them. And then there's always that one percent who it's all about the money. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's fine. If you ain't got the passion for it, oh, yeah. this is not the, the profession you get into. If it's about making money, to be oh, fair. if it was all about making money, I'd have been out a long time oh, ago. Yeah, it, it's so not. I, I travel all over the country for a lot of my gigs. I go yeah. two, three hours up the road. And it turns out there's only like six people in the audience, like and two of them are asleep. So At least um, you have the availability though, because you drive. Oh yeah, you? I do drive. I am yeah. very lucky. Um, I drive, and I do. I have to drive to go to a lot of the gigs. I do. Mm. I get a lot of gig offers from like Manchester, Nottingham, Liverpool, uh, around the Midlands, and so I have to drive. Yeah, and I, yeah. I like I like the fact that people are asking for me now, which it took a long time because it reached a point where before I was like, I'm getting no offers here. I'm begging constantly. No one's looking me directly yeah, in the yeah, eye yeah. anymore. It's getting depressing. <laughs> Even the wife's turning away from me. But now it's it's reached a point now. I'm I'm getting a lot. You know, the offers yeah. are starting to come in now to do like open mics again. To do I, I'm I'm headlining shows now, which mm. a year ago I couldn't even think about doing things like that. You know, I'm going up to Mold next week to headline a show. Yeah. And you know, this is my third or fourth headline show where it's been advertised, and I'm. How long is that for? What kind of set time? Oh, I, I'm only going up to about 20 minutes. So, oh yeah, I usually only do 10 to 15 minutes, but mm. you know, it's it's definitely. Uh, 
is, things have changed. It's going really well. Yeah. Is there anything like um, you would say, you know, from that time, from how it's gone from then up until now then, is there anything you think that you did that kind of clicked you to that next point if you know what I mean no, that kind I, of got you to that next level well yeah I, I've had a lot of support yeah. I've had the right people you know but I was telling you like Tom and Michael at the Kamikaze Club they always gave me a chance even when the material wasn't strong enough and they helped me afterwards I found that with a lot of people James who does Fast Girl Entertainments he put me on in my hometown to get me that audience uh, you know get the fan base which was brilliant you know so and there's always been plenty of people like uh, Nick Page who've offered their support and help and I think you have to, when you get started, don't be among all, we all have egos and I'm like, yeah, well, I don't yeah. need the likes of you helping me, <laughs> but you, you do because yeah, it makes you, you, do, you it do. makes the material a lot better. So never be afraid to, you know, ask for help. And the thing I, I, sorry, I, I know, I, I will say this, no, saying no, that, um, I got told a while back and, uh, I, I work with a lot of comedians who are very first timers who have they've had a bad gig and yeah. I tell them, you know, you know, like, what's the secret? I said, well, the secret's this. It's what you do next. Simple as. If you want to quit, quit, but you're going to miss out. Yeah, yeah. You want to be a good comedian, it's what you do next. Don't give up. You go back, you redo your set, you go mm -hmm. through, you record yourself constantly, and it's what you do next. You've just got to keep better and keep going. And that's going. it. The issue is, that's one thing I've noticed, because I haven't been doing it that long either. Mm. It's been about a year and probably about a year and four months technically, but at the beginning I was just doing a lot of, you know, once a month kind of thing, like yeah. you said as well. So I consider it more like December, November kind of time of yeah. the year now. Um, but yeah, the one thing I've noticed is that there's a lot of turnover, there's a lot of people quitting comedy, a lot of yes. new people starting. And the main thing seems to be, if you just keep doing it, keep doing it, except, um, you know, you're going to get rejected a lot and you need to work on your stuff and criticise yourself. Yes. Then, yeah, man. No, there's definitely... And the people are great, like that oh. I've met. There's some people, obviously, it's a bit political sometimes. They're, you're always going to have promoters who only book, like, friends of friends and friends yeah. and all that. And there are a lot of nights I see where it seems to be the same lineup every yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, And it is a shame of that. But that's a very small percentage of it. Yeah, it is. definitely, definitely. You know, I, I bump into a lot of comedians. I'll I tell you this, on the circuit at the moment, there is some amazing raw talent that you won't see on Netflix, you won't see on Amazon <laughs> yeah, Prime, you yeah. Yeah. but they deserve yes, their time. Yes, yes yeah. Mm. But they deserve their time and they're absolutely brilliant. And the only way they go to the next step is if it's cultivated, if it's structured, if it's helped. Yeah. But when you've got certain promoters wanting a particular style of comedian all the time, you know, they do yeah, get downhearted. Yeah. The amount of people who go to me, listen, I, I've emailed this promoter about 10 times. He's not answering me. And it's a sad case fair. Sometimes they answer, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you need to go to their gigs and yeah, witness yeah. and talk to them and handshake yeah. them. But um, you, it is tough. If that happens, I mean, me personally, I just like, I think you've got, you've got to make them want you or have a reason to want you at the what same time. What makes you different to yeah, yeah. the hundred other messages yeah. I get, yeah. Like, I think for me, like, because I wasn't getting all the gigs, like, I did a lot of stuff like that in your house coming yes. night. Um, so that got me known a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then the podcast, though, more than anything, like, it's been great because it's got, I can um, advertise stuff for people, which yes. is cool. This is brilliant, yeah. Because yeah. it's getting a decent, it's actually getting an audience, it's fucking shocking, people well, no, want to watch it. You, you've got a great audience, <laughs> kept building as well. It's a great platform to yeah. talk about things as well. And now with YouTube as well, we've got the video side going, so. Yeah, it's brilliant. We have beautiful faces. Yeah. Well, yeah, beautiful faces. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great as well, because you were saying about, 
the main way, you know, to grow as a comedian is to talk to people, get help from them. I get, yes. to, I get to lean on people and like have a conversation yeah. with them, and it, it helps them. It helps. I think it helps everyone in that situation. Definitely. I, I, I got asked to do uh, a lot of mentoring um, a while back on um, a lot of the Facebook sites, yeah. which, which was great. I so see it. You seem like someone that's quite... I, I like to help people because yeah. people have helped me. And that's the only reason that I'm here. You know, yeah. I wouldn't have lasted five minutes in comedy without some of the, the support I was given. It's been absolutely amazing. Same. And um, I, yeah, I like giving it back when I can. I think you're in yeah. much more of a position where you can because you remember a lot of things. No, no. I, I, I've only been doing this a year and a yeah. bit. And I, I, I do the same issues that you might have. I have good gigs, I have bad gigs. But I've got the right way of looking at it from yeah. what I gathered, which I think I've got too, but you've got to be someone ahead. Yeah. You know. Well, I, I'm definitely not, trust me. I, I've been very lucky. I've had some very good gigs and I've been pushed in the right areas. Mm. But there's still, I, I'm, I'm desperate to go on the glee stage. If you're listening. Oh yeah, you know there are some stages I've been on. Yet. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, there's definitely some stages I, that people are doing at the moment. I'd love to. There's comedians out there at the moment who are getting a very strong push at the moment. Some are really deserving. Some I, I'm still questioning about. But it's, name it's, one of the deserving ones. I bet I can guess one. No, go on then. You you tell me before. The name that I've seen a lot. He's come up on his podcast before. Lavelle. Oh well, right. So I uh, I did hit a gig with him in Tipton. And it was like a second gig, and straight away he was nervous. But when yeah. he went on, he was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, very raw talent, and you could see there was something really special there, right? He's more so, comfortable on stage. As oh well, yeah, yeah. Like, I always feel that like you, you can see that in a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people are like that. I think you know. Oh. And then uh, I didn't see him for a few months, and then his name started popping up in. I did a gig with him at the Hardy Hard Club. And it was a tough night, it was a drunken night, and yeah. there was a particular audience member who just kept harassing him. But he handled it, and he went through, and he finished. And then I, I didn't see him. I haven't seen him for ages. But then all of a sudden, he's being pushed here, there, and everywhere. And he's putting the mileage in, he's working yeah, hard. Yeah. You know, He was supposed to be coming down to Hereford last month, but didn't because he got... And most people, then they turn around and say, this, I can't. turns out I can't do your gig. I do get annoyed. But then he turned around, and he was offered a progression gig with uh, Freddie Quinn. And I would have done the same. I would have yeah, jumped. Yeah, you can understand it. So he's putting the mileage, he's putting the work, and he's getting out there. And I, yeah. I do, I do. There's particular comedians out there at the moment. I've got a lot of time for at the moment, mm. and they're doing really well. Like we were talking about um, Simon earlier. Yeah. You know what's his last name? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're talking I about Simon. Simon. He's such a nice guy. Man. He is. I I used to. Me and him met, like, which is. Where did you meet? No, it was just. Um, was it over like, that shit? It was over a female, like I said. It was so, over a female. That must have been the well, weirdest threesome ever. <laughs> we are high five in our saying. Statue Simon, of Liberty. Yeah, for Simon, <laughs> I, I would share my body being with him. He's worth it. He's a good enough guy to do that he, with. He's amazing. I, I watched some of his first sets because he came off the comedy course, I think. And then oh. I saw a few sets that he'd done and I, it was really good, but it wasn't quite there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other, the other month, we were in Telford together. He went on that stage to do something new and scary to him he was gonna do uh, one-liners and pants yeah. yeah he was talking to me before oh, didn't he, he went on stage and he was phenomenal and he was so funny one after the other he had like 80 one-liners and he just he went really dark and then he pulled it back and then it yeah. went really dark he pulled it back again and he was absolutely brilliant him and richard newell who um who's just stepped back from comedy but he they had an absolutely amazing night mm. absolutely phenomenal and uh, he's a face that, you know, Simon, I've never seen him around. I only see him once in a blue moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he needs to be doing more. He does. It's a shame. But, um, yeah, there's definitely some comedians out there 
You know, I, I talk to uh, Doug Carter quite regularly. He's absolutely brilliant bloke. He's one of these people that is he is he like this off stage? Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, he did one of my um, in your house gigs as well. Oh, and I, that's when I first met him. I yeah. could tell he was the same guy on stage as off stage. He was the same dude. I, I I'm gonna tell you something that happened to me, right? And basically, um, I've been I've been trying to get him down to do a few gigs for me. And uh, it was late one night, and uh, Doug was had a few to drink, shall we say? And uh, Thank you. <laughs> he had a he had a few to drink, shall we say? And then um, he sends me voice recorders usually because he doesn't like to type, which is understandable. Yeah, I and like that. I'm pressing play on these, and you know I've got like there's like six on the message board, so I'm doing one at a time. And he's telling me, yeah, yeah, I'll have a look into my diary, Darren, and all this. And then um, the next one is, hey, Darren, you never guess what? There's these two cats outside fighting and then there was like a 60 second video of this recording sorry of uh, these cats kicking the shit out of each other oh and i, I was listening i i couldn't believe it. i said cheers doug for that <laughs> thank you but yeah doug is like what he's on stage he's off stage and he's the nicest bloke mm. and he's helped me out a, a lot especially in the early days when he was first getting started i would send him videos just Listen, mate. I know you're an up and comer. Can you just have a look and tell me what I'm doing? Oh, I see. Yeah. And he was brilliant in that. And How he's long just, has he been doing it for in the same kind of time. He, I think he's doing a bit longer. He has. Yeah. yeah. But he he's been very good. And uh, you know, he had the the breaking talent the other night, which went. Uh, you know, he, d he didn't win, which was a shame. He. But um, we had some good winners that night. We had some. But it's it's a shame, really, because like I said, he's one of these blokes. If he was to win. It would make me feel better about myself <laughs> because you know Celia AB won, and all right, yeah, she's absolutely brilliant. I've done gigs she with her. Celia AB. I don't think I know that name. Oh, she's honestly go on YouTube, watch it. She's brilliant. She she goes and wins it. Well done to her. She was absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary Flanagan was runner up. Mary is. I've done a couple of gigs with her. I've done a panel show with her for the Kamikaze Club. And they do and, a panel show? Oh, they do a panel show. Oh, brilliant. really? It's usually on like a Saturday at the end of the month, the middle of the oh, day. Oh, you talked to them about going on that, for sure. Because it is a drunken mess. I had Mr. Badger oh, doing wow. the uh, cat, the scorekeeping, and he was just brilliant. I've heard of this Mr. Badger guy. Like, what the heck is that all about? So uh, there's a particular comedian who does a number of uh, different characters. So one's the punkwin. Oh, is that the hunt. same one? You might see him at the Hollybush quite regularly. And the other one I've, is Mr. Badger. I've never Badger. seen him, it's just I've seen him on uh, posters. Mr. Badger does a podcast that is absolutely brilliant, where he talks to what he calls scumbags. <laughs> and and he talks to them comedians, and they're so good because they are so close to the mark. Mm. But uh, yeah, he's absolutely, uh, Donald Mackerel is the uh, comedian. He's oh. brilliant, absolutely. He does a night over in White Church, that is so worth a watch. But anyway, like I said, um, so yeah, Mary Flanagan, she can run her up. And but Doug had an amazing night, and uh, he's he's but if he was to win, right, mm. he's not your typical good looking comedian who fits into that guy. He is that typical comedian, no, no, <laughs> all I mean is the ones who won the award, the ones you see on the TV at the moment, yes. they're all young, yeah. good looking, like yourself, you know. <laughs> you know, they have a, they have this thing going about them. They're they're a sellable, sellable commodity, I suppose. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but Marshall. when you see Doug. He's the everyman. He is. He's rough as they come. You know. He's bold. He's with a beard. He talks with the accent. You Imagine know. Doing a bin man job. Yeah. He he he's basically what every uncle was growing yeah. up. Basically. I used to do a bin man job. Nothing wrong with it. That's quite <laughs> a good job to be honest. <laughs> so, if he was to win, it would make me feel better about myself. You know, if an average Joe like oh, he see, could yeah. win. <laughs> 
I, one day I might be able to grace that same one stage. One day I should be just as epic too. That's it. <laughs> but he's, like I say, he's worth his way to goal, that man. I've got yeah, all the time yeah. in the world for him. But uh, yeah, there's definitely some comedians around at the moment. You know, you won't see him on Netflix, you won't see him on that, but yet, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. they're amazing. They are. There is some amazing talent on the circuit. There is, yeah, man. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's been the case. Well, that's the only thing. Like, I don't, I suppose, the same yourself, though. We don't really know what it was like three years ago, so we don't know how much it changed, you know? We've seen a. a I've heard it have a lot. Oh, yeah. The past couple of years, I was talking about this earlier with another comedian, that past couple of years, we're seeing this huge rush of new comedians coming onto the circuit. But we've also seen a lot of the newer comedians drop out because uh, there's, well, it's, like there's the older ones or like the new no ones, no yeah. a lot of the new ones you know, so a lot, a lot of the new people come on yeah they're, they're dropping off because it's a case of they can't get the stage time they want they can't get the support they need so it's a case of especially ones coming off these comedy courses yeah yeah, yeah. i have them in uh, there's one james crawley does one in uh cheltenham and gloucester and they come off that there's not many platforms for them to go on to which is a shame. Yeah. So I have a fair few of them come over to the Hereford to do something, which is great. But where do you go from there? You know, so you need yeah, the help, yeah, you need yeah. the structure. Where do I go next? And we, I'm, James does an amazing job. I have people asking me, what, what do I do next? And I like to try and help as many people as mm. I can, because that's the type of guy I am. But you do have a lot of comedians who hit the stage a couple of times. Don't know how to, where to go from that's, there, yeah. Well, that's it. They Facebook's end up just going. a lot nowadays, like, yeah. at least. But we end up losing a lot of comedians who, are, like I say, raw talent, and it's just a shame, it really is. Mm. But hopefully, with the right mindset, you get the right people out there pushing them forward. They'll keep going. Yeah, being the comedians, like you hear about it beforehand, and then you start doing it, and you realise it's like a weird concoction of all these different things. Because you've got to be like charismatic in the sense of like, if you're if you're the kind of guy who's really funny and entertaining with your friends, you can be a comic. Yeah. But at the same time, you need that, but you also need that little bit of confidence in you somewhere. Yeah. Like, I'm, I display a lot of confidence, but I'm not as confident as people think I am. But at the same time, I have, like, a little pocket of confidence when it comes to yeah. being funny. No, no. I, I, I do work with some comedians who, off stage have zero confidence in themselves. Yeah. But it's almost like they put on this costume when they go onto stage and they turn into the superhero yeah. of Mr. <laughs> Confidence and they do absolutely amazing. It is a weird world where it, it everyone tells me the same. You, 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 know, you have massive balls to go onto that stage and do what you do. It is tough. Don't we? I, I, anyone who says they don't get nervous going onto that stage, oh, even after years. Yeah. I was doing a gig up in, um, in Nottingham and Simon Bennett um, was on and he, he's absolutely, absolutely brilliant guy. Mm. He is so funny. And or well, Scott Bennett, I just said his name wrong. Sorry, but <laughs> Scott Bennett was on. Um, he was, and I was, I was going on a few before him. When I came off stage, he was there in the wings, and he was doing the same things like we, me and you would do. You know, mm. we're nervous, we're pacing, we're you know, we're going over our set over and over yeah, again, yeah, yeah. being overcritical, and we're nervous. Most of the time more. Yeah, we're, we're nervous, and I'm, I was so amazed to see someone who's been in the in the career like ten years, yeah, who is yeah. the next big thing. He was doing the same thing like I was doing. It made me feel yeah. normal. Yeah, Anyone yeah, who yeah. says, I, oh, I, I, I have no nerves going to that stage, they're either a lion or they're a serial killer. Yes, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's, it's, it's definitely a thing, it is. Well, um, oh, that's such a good point. I wanted to say that. It just completely went out of my mind when you said that. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? He's very professional, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I have so many things written down. Um, no, I can't remember what I was going to say. No, but it's, yeah, it's very true, though, man. Um, 
it's just crazy how we can kind of just come out of nowhere as well. Like, I can't remember what I was saying. What was I saying a moment ago? About the, the nerves and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what my original point was. But um, it's just weirder the more you do it. I mean, the nerves do stay. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Um, I don't know if you did this yourself, but in regards to what you were saying then about listening to like established acts and yeah. get nervous and that. Um, like I listened to a lot of like and watched a lot of the YouTube videos, podcasts with like the comedians in and stuff. And oh yeah, who YouTube. was your who was the ones you like to watch then? Uh, well, originally it was Joe Rogan, just because I think most people yes, go into that. Yeah, yeah but he's brilliant. My favourite comedian or comedy podcast, I guess, is probably Conan O'Brien. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, I could understand that. Yeah. He's very good. I really like it. I love the extra bits he does. I love yeah, the sort of yeah. truth he does anyway. But yeah, I can see that. See, when, when they have comics, they um, have conversations where they talk about all the stuff that we're talking yeah. now and hearing established people, you know, mm. talking about bombing, talking about being nervous. And he's like 10 years into their career, man. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was uh, speaking to um, Oxy the other day. I was going to say. Um, oh, he's, yeah. he's brilliant bloke. He is. He's helped me a bit. Like, he's just he's, said things to me yeah. that I didn't really think about and it changed how I read stuff. He, uh, he is one of these people in comedy where he will help anyone out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got a lot of respect for him. He's helped me out. He's helping me edit a, a showreel together. You know, he's, he's absolutely phenomenal. He is. And he was the one who was telling me about certain comedians. You need to get them down. And yeah. he headlined uh, my one in Hereford. And the crowd absolutely loved it. Yeah, you know, exact same thing happened in my one. He is such a likable guy. Yeah, and every time he's one of these people, you know, when you're on your phone and all of a sudden this watch party comes up, you know, and it's usually the same people doing the same thing. Whenever he does something on Facebook, I always turn on to watch what he's yeah. doing. You know, because he's generally he can be sat at a bus stop and he makes me laugh. He's yeah. absolutely brilliant. But he's good as well. Oh yeah, he's painting that as well, doesn't he? He's very good yeah. at drawing and all that. Yeah. So um, basically, yeah, I don't know why I was saying that, but uh, basically, the other day, he um, look like you were reading some notes. No, no, I was, I was about <laughs> to say something really poignant. Then no, yeah, it's not just me. It does it. It's not just me. It's in the fucking air. <laughs> it's, it's the old in the old, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's the old, being in the old people place. That's it. No, um, the fumes from the Wii. Oh, I was going to say something really good then, but it's just. Completely gone. It'll come back. It'll come back. But, um, I mean, all the time, I never actually even asked you what your main like influences were comedy-wise. Oh, see, I, I I grew up watching like Jasper Carrot, you know, uh, Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson, all, all like the old school yeah, like yeah. Uh, comedy strip ones, yeah. comedy strip ones. And oh, then, sorry, how old are you? I, I'm 34. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. So I I grew up watching. I mean, being able to stay up late and watch Bottom, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the absolutely amazing so then in years later now I like to you know I went and watched Lee Evans I watched Peter Kay and they're absolutely brilliant I love the nostalgia jokes of it but then all of a sudden I started going over to America to uh, not going over but I'm listening to the ones in America and people like uh, Fluffy which is um, uh, I'm trying to think what, how would you have known him as he's a big Mexican guy who is um, Enrique Iglesias oh, guy, yeah. and he's so yeah. funny he does sound effects he does and he's, he's been going around for like 20 years doing huge tours absolutely brilliant hmm. um, there's some amazing comedians over there that are so just you know they're they're kind of way out there but when you see them on TV they can pull it back a bit yeah, yeah. so it's it's really good but uh, I mean just like ones uh, in Britain at the moment there's no ones that I'd say oh they're absolutely brilliant I watch them all the time you know 
or British comics. British comics. There's no, you know, I, I can't get into a, a lot of the ones like on BBC and all that at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not ones I enjoy. Well, Jimmy Carl thing. I, I used to watch Jimmy Carl. I do like what he does, but I, I couldn't. I, it's like um, I couldn't watch a full two hours of him anymore because it, it just doesn't tweak yeah. me that much. Yeah, and it's a bit um, overdone now. Yeah. Yeah. Like not. Non stand up wise, as far as comedy goes, in Britain, like I love Keith Lemon, I was watching 73 Oh, episodes. yeah, yeah, he's good, he is. He's done yeah. well for that character. Oh, really yeah, has. so well. You know. Season 29 or something, oh, yeah. crazy now. Yeah, yeah, I love when he used to do, like, Through the Keyhole and things mm. like that. You know, he, he's like this blue collared guy who's created this character, and he's done so well, and well done to him. Yeah, you know. fair play, bro. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, but, um, comedians wise, you know, uh, Mickey Flanagan, every time I watch him, he makes me laugh because uh, it's a mixture of his voice and his character and his yeah, personality. Yeah, yeah. He does so well because of it, yeah. Yeah, people like that, though, that can just say anything and just oh, make yeah. it. Like Jim Jeffries. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Jim Jeffries is brilliant. Yeah. Great Australian comedian. Yeah. I watched his original show. Was it, uh, was it Ideal or something like that it was called? And um, he, he did like three series and they cancelled it because yeah, it was yeah. too. And that was brilliant when it first came out. Oh, the actual series. Yeah. Did. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like his show now, the Jim Jeffries show. Yeah, the talk show. Yeah. He's great, yeah. yeah. I love what he does, yeah. His remotes are now great. But um, yeah, so you mentioned it earlier then. So I was, because I wanted to talk about this and I wasn't sure if I'd oh, be able to because it would depend whether you'd seen it or not. Go on then. But um, so for anyone watching now, like, spoiler alert, for five minutes i thought i was on about the joker just clarify oh yes so. so what i'll do for anyone who hasn't seen this yet um when i edit it i'll put a little time now and skip to there because we'll be finished talking about the joker then so spoilers yeah people will kick me in the balls if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was something death threats and whatnot so Joker, right? So Joker came on. T- I got told about um, the uh, the idea of that film yeah. they were doing, this darker universe style of Joker, about uh, two years ago. Wacky mm. uh, Phoenix. Like oh, Suicide Squad kind of time. Well, yeah, Suicide Squad was good. A lot of people downplay it. It was all right for what they did, but the Joker was cut out way too much. What do you mean? Oh yeah, Joker. Yes, Squad, yeah. I, I was not a big fan of that version of the Joker. It didn't get a chance, really, considering how much Jared Leto put into it. Yeah, yeah. Loads of it got cut out, apparently. Oh, God, yeah. Hence why, by the time that the film came out, it was like, why? Why are you even bothering? Yeah, <laughs> it was a shame. But, you know, we've always wanted a darker version of the Joker. You know, Heath Ledger set the bar, right? Let's be fair, that was great. Oh, he, what he did was phenomenal. He really was. But then, you know, Joaquin wanted to go a bit darker, but more psychological, yeah. which was great. You know, I watched the film and, you know, the first, it, it, I love this, every scene you see on the builder is like a portrait. It's such a great, the way it's been filmed, yeah. it's like an old school Sazy film, it's really good. And it's, the music was absolutely brilliant, even mm-hmm. the Gary Glitter music that was, uh, when he's dancing down the stairs, everyone went, oh, it's Gary Glitter. Oh, Don't worry about, everyone's moaning about yeah. it. Don't oh, worry okay. about it, it's Gary Glitter doing it. It wasn't like he was dancing with the stairs down with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. great. And the builder... They probably did it on purpose oh. to be, um, you know, just more to get, controversial. Yeah, that's the word, yeah. But the build-up 
of you know apparently he had psychological problems. His backstory was so well developed. And his brain injury that was a whole yeah. new thing. I hadn't heard that concept before. Well, I love the idea that his laughter was a nervous defect because yeah. I actually have worked with people who have that defect where when they get uh, sexually awkward or they get uh, very uh, scared, they, yeah. they start laughing and it's a very oh. false. It's like a, a twitch. Yeah. Like twitch. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. So brilliant so um there was a lot of aspects in the joke that i loved you know the whole yeah. nod to the killer joke you yeah. ever read, read the comic you know yeah yeah so, and so good the um that was one of the first animated like adult films yeah. that i watched like from that it was it was phenomenal and there wasn't that much about the killing joke in it was there yeah it was a, there was a lot of nods to it not too much to the Red Hoods, obviously. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Apart from the fact that he was a comic who was failing. I, I, I love that because the whole idea of when he went on, uh, he, he wanted to be stand-up, yeah. Yeah, didn't he? And the joke, you've heard that joke a million times, haven't you? you know, everyone's, when I was at school, I told everyone I wanted to be a comedian. I guess no one's laughing now. Yeah. It's been done to death. But yeah. I, I like that. I love the fact they played it, that you were like, you were watching it in his perspective, and then later yeah, on... Yeah, yeah. Turns out it was all in his head. Is the end of the film yeah, right? It's, it's crazy, and it's it was all a dream. Was it all a joke inside his head? It was well, yeah, because you find that the woman was all in his head. I remember that. Yeah, because yeah. at the end he breaks into her apartment and yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at I didn't the end, think that at all though, as it was going. Normally you can kind of guess that, but uh, when it was happening, I didn't clock onto that. No, all. well that's it. They left. They played it really well, and then yeah. at the end. You know, he's in this psychologist's office. Yeah. He says he just wouldn't get the joke, you know. And then it ends with him running with the blood on the floor and being chased and all that. Yeah, that was a bit random. But it's 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 your post thing. It was it a dream? Yeah. Was it his psyche? Was his own psyche telling you this has happened, or did it actually happen? Because I love the fact when he was on the talk show with um, oh, who who played the uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, who yeah. played a great talk show host. Yeah, he's done it before. Great. He was King of Comedy, yeah, in a film called King of Comedy where he played a talk show. And um, they were taking the mickey out of him. Oh. And, um, you know, he was basically... And the end joke before he killed him was, was uh, what do you get when a society pushes so hard on a yeah, person yeah, with psychological yeah. problems? You get what you deserve. It was a great setup, great line. And it kind of like said, right, that, this is me now, I am the Joker. It was brilliant. Yeah. So I, I loved it. A lot of people... Um, raved about the film to begin with. I think that was probably real from what I gathered from it. It's kind of weird because I was... You don't know what was real though, do you? No, but he's going to be in prison for something, I guess, and that did happen in the comics, that whole he was yeah. on a talk show and killed everyone or something. Yeah, but you, like I said, at the end then, you don't know if it was all part of psychological dream. Yeah. Because there were so many parts, when you go back over the film, and think, oh, the girlfriend wasn't real. Mm. Was the stuff at work real? Because I love the... That made me laugh my head off when he got the gun. And he was in the hospital doing the children's show. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And the gun yeah. fell out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there you go. Oh, it's a yeah. prop gun. It's a prop gun. <laughs> you know? Because in his head, his the people at work were his friends. Yeah, yeah, And they yeah. weren't. They were taking the mick out of him. Uh, the dwarf in it, he's absolutely brilliant actor he is. Yeah. I love the fact that he, at that point oh, yeah, when he... He killed that guy as well. He kills he? the guy. And yeah. then he says, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. You yeah, go. Yeah. So he runs to the door, but he can't reach the door handle to get out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, don't worry. Sorry about that. I'll let you out. And it's like, oh. It's completely different to him than the other one. That's like, it. Switches. This was a standalone Joker film. That yeah. If you've never seen any of the Batman films. And I like the fact that there was no, you know, you had you had Thomas Wayne in there. Mm -hmm. who was, it was like dickhead he is. But 
you you only had a bit of a nod towards Batman. This was purely a, a whole new story for the Joker. Yeah. The reason why he became the crown prince of you know crime, mm-hmm. but. It might not have been real. Is, that, is it really? That's it. Yeah. I love the fact that at the end he gets taken out of the cab, out of the police car. You know, he's unconscious, and then he paints that smile on his face, mm-hmm. and he's there with the audience. The audience he always wanted. He wanted to be seen, and now he's finally been seen. But then it cuts away to him in the in the psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was all a joke. You know, it's one of them. I realise when I talk about it, I need to watch it again. You will see it from a different point. You're gonna have to watch it again and again yeah, and again. Yeah. Because I went on YouTube the other day and it was like, there's people have put like an hour aside and done these films about all the little Easter eggs, all the little nods. That is it, and it's a bit like Inception when you watch yeah. Inception. What, was it real? Was it all a dream? This is that type of film that's going to stand the test of time. And I think you'll keep going back to thinking, oh, I didn't realise that, and mm-hmm. go deeper than that. I think it was brilliant. Unless they bring a sequel out. I, I'd Which, love them to do a sequel, but they can't. What can you say? He'd be up for it. Of course, he would be up for it, but. It'd have to be the right storyline. Mm-hmm. I think if it comes back and it's him going up against Batman and all, it's a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, they could do that, though, at the same time, but it, it would probably be better if they did it where Batman's like, you know, Gotham, where most of the Batman finding his feet, yeah. but not Batman. Yet. I like that. Focusing on yeah. Pete and the um, police department more. They could do that, like, because he was a kid in it, which yeah. doesn't really make sense anyway with a timeline. Oh, I know, yeah. But they could go forward like five years, you know, ten years even, and it would I, work. It's one of these films. I'd be crappy if they just left it, just mm. as a standalone film. Yeah, but they could make it ambiguous still anyway. Oh, don't you? Yeah. You know. But I, I was watching the interview with Joaquin Phoenix, and the like, it was Which like, one? oh, it was the it wasn't the one he walked out on. It was the one where they said, listen, uh, and it was a bit of it. The bloke was quite geeky, and yeah. he was like, listen, when you were when you were researching the film, did it take you to some really dark places? And Joaquin was like, no, I quite enjoyed it. Really, <laughs> yeah. it was a really nice Hang time. On. It's like all the other Jokers who came and went, yeah. quite literally went, you know, her, and her said, oh, it took me to a very dark place and all this. And then it was, uh, oh, you know that notebook that you, you write in, mm. you know, that's full, full of all the darkness and hate and all that. Do you still have that? Well, not really. It was a prop <laughs> from the movie. I love that dry wit of Joaquin. He's like, you do know I'm not really the Joker. You do understand yeah, he that, don't you? Give a shit. He's one of them actors that he just doesn't give a shit. He can't yeah. be asked with all this, like, PC... I'm supposed to say this or this, like, you know. So, but if you would never watch any of the Batman films and you went to the cinema just to see this Joker, you can walk away from it just really happy about it yeah. because it wasn't full of like like when you go to see a Marvel film, you've got to watch like three from before yeah, yeah, and all yeah. this. You can go there. They're all so good though. Oh yeah, I love yeah. Marvel films. Oh, don't yeah. me wrong, but Joker has been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, what a great touch. One one of the. Probably the best DC film I've watched. Oh yeah, well, it's what's it been up against? Yeah, Wonder Dark, Woman. Dark Knight before that, really. Wonder Woman was absolutely brilliant. I can't wait for the next one of that. That was good, yeah. You know, Justice League. I was very depressed about. Mm. It could have been so much more. Yeah, you yeah. can see the writing was on the wall with that. Oh yeah, it. Batman yeah. Superman was okay, but Martha! you know, oh, <laughs> that annoyed me. That that did. killed it, man. Even people can say it was just one scene. You shouldn't write the film for that, but when it's that big of a thing. The whole film is based around Batman versus Superman, and they start fighting. We've, we've both got the same. Our mom's got the same name. Yeah. Are we best friends now? But where Marvel have done something different to DC, Marvel went ahead with a lot of their films, and as the generations grew older, the film the films got a bit darker to a point, which was yeah, great. Yeah. They grew with you. 
DC didn't. They brought out all, uh, all these films. They were quite, you know, quite namby pamby. Women come out and they kind of went a bit darker, a bit darker. Now Joker, oh, Joker's come out, and I said this is the darkest film they've done about depression and mm-hmm. psychology and all that. It's absolutely genius of a film. It would be just as powerful without it being anything to do with the comic book. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. We didn't want another typical Joker film. You know, it had to be something on its own. Sorry, do you want another drink? Oh yeah, I'd love a drink actually. Yeah. Yes. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> just, just leave it there. It's easier because it's pretty out there. Give me the The number one comedy open mic night in West Midlands. Every Thursday from 8 till late. All comics are welcome. Don't have a video of your act? Not only is that not a problem, but they will actually supply you your own. For further details or to book a slot, speak to Dave Francis, aka the Bushmaster. Details and links in the description. The jokes aren't cheap, but the alcohol sure is. There's only one thing to do. Come the bush, come come the bush up. Come the bush, come come the bush up. Come the bush, come come the bush up. Thank you. You are very welcome. I was trying to think of that thing I was trying to think about for Oxy. And I, for the life of me, I can't remember now. That is so bad. Well, we were talking about Oxy earlier. I was trying to work out. I was about to lay down some really good advice. Oh, now. okay. <laughs> nah, it's gone. <laughs> it was, um, because I always, he came, he asked me like why I always go up like, with a book or something. Yeah. Because I used to do that. Um, and I said it was because I always used to change my set around all the yeah. time, so it never got in my head. And I, I yeah. that's one of the biggest issues I have, man, is like remembering the stuff. Yeah. Um, and he just gave me the idea, like you know, don't keep changing your set around. Stay on one set and one set out how you want it, you know. Yeah. And just keep adding to it, change it around. Definitely, yeah. Oh, that was it. Sorry, it's I stuck in my head a bit more since then, so it has helped. No, that was what I was gonna say because um, brain for notes. So. <laughs> this is what I was gonna say. Um. Oh, when I was up doing a gig with Oxy, he turned around and said, listen, there's these comedians you need to get down to your, your gig. <laughs> and I, I actually love the fact that he, he doesn't need to do this. He yeah, yeah. Need, but he's promoting yeah. other people. Like you said, you've got to get this person out. You've got to get her down. It's abs- and that's what I've been doing. I love the fact that people are doing that on a comedy. Not turn around and say, I, I wouldn't put him on. I wouldn't get him on. He's rubbish. Yeah. But I, I'll go on for you. I love the fact that there's people like him out there doing this because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the people we want. I'm very proud to be a friend of him when he's doing things like that. That's incredible. Does it, the only way that the comedy scene's going to grow is if we do it all together? Well, that's it. You need, when I, I used to go, I, I still go down to Bristol quite regularly to do gigs, but mm. there was a, a time down in Bristol where there was a lot of nights on the same night and they weren't working together. Yeah. And it was a shame, really, because each night had its own little special about it. But um, all of a sudden now, people are starting to talk together now. They're starting to work together. Well, if you're doing it that night, we'll do it on this night. So then we're not splitting the crowd. We're not splitting the audience. And it makes it sense works. that way, yeah. It works. And you're not stepping on anyone's toes. And that way you can need to kind of like cross-market then as well. That's it, yeah. Oh, and I've got a message back from that thing you mentioned. Yeah, sorry. What was that? Okay. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it now because I've got the confirmation good to go ahead with it. I haven't got the name or anything yet, but um, starting the 28th of January 2020, we'll have um, 
I'm probably going to call it the In Your House comedy night. I might go back to that. You know, it's, it's important to keep branding. Exactly, you yeah. Because that people will remember that because exactly. it obviously references other things as well. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. And it's a brand that you've already started building, so you can do it. Comedy night podcast, exactly, yeah. Yeah. And it'll be a subside at the end of each month. So just the subside name on that poster, yeah. you know. And you can advertise on here, yeah. So. You should come down and do the first night, man. Oh, no, I'm busy that night. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, lo- I love the fact that it's around uh, Birmingham now, around the Midlands, you know, we're getting all these new nights. And we went through, like we were talking about this, we went through a period where we were losing some really quality nights yeah, man. because they weren't getting the numbers in. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was a shame. They weren't getting the support they needed. Now we're getting these new nights again. I love it. It's like a second boom again. It is. And um, what a great platform, for, especially for new comedians to get onto. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. Um, what I'll do if you want is I'll like for any of your gigs if you want like a advertisement ever put in on one of these I'll make yeah, something yeah, up definitely. and stick it on the end I like doing that it's good to have an advertisement on there too yeah yeah you don't need to do anything back it's just good having something on there Helps no I, I love it like I said this is my the, van too so I, I, this is the first time I'm really doing a lot of podcasting and it's it's been a long day but it's been an absolutely brilliant day oh yeah because you did the switch thing with Jack yeah. Harris earlier so Jack asked me ages ago about doing this mm. um, a mixture of a podcast and doing a radio show with uh, and where you were and Jack's brilliant because he's so fun he comes out with some really old school stories yeah, yeah, yeah. today he had me and Lois uh, Lavelle absolutely burst into laughter he's, he's so funny yeah, well, and when I had him on here episode 7 um, he was just really entertaining I didn't know that I didn't know him too well at that point didn't that's know it. him too well it's just a really fun conversation I met um, his partner Frances uh, yeah. when I first started and she's such a lovely woman she helped me out massively she was just like I said, she was just this woman at a gig up in Northfields who just took a shine to me and she's helped me out massive. I can't praise she her. She is saying she's a nice person. And then she introduced me to Jack and Jack did a gig that night and he you know, he had some good bits, he had some bad bits, but he was off stage, he was generally such a funny blow. Mm. And it, ever since then, every time I've met him up, he's done absolutely brilliantly. He's like I said, he's He's another one who needs to be doing more. Yeah. He's got some really amazing jokes. He's got some really good sets that he's working on. He's definitely one to watch out for. And uh, no, I today I just had massive fun with him and mm. uh, Lois Lavelle, who I was telling you about earlier. She's uh, she's such a nice woman and she's so funny and she's like she's just pure innocence. She just comes onto this onto the stage, does an amazing set, walks off. And she gets all this applause, and she, she doesn't. She can't yeah. believe it. Yeah, she doesn't she, realize how good she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just gives you a big old hug, and it's yeah. just so nice. Yeah, I haven't seen much of her, um, just because it's just one of them. We haven't happened to run into each other in the same gig, you know. But it's but, definitely, it's definitely. I would say go and watch some videos on YouTube. Yeah. Do for like say Jack. I I didn't know much about Jack until I like she. I bumped into him at the gig, mm. and since then, every time he puts something up, I'm always want to see what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. So he's, it's a, good. he's another guy who seems to want to do. He's not just going around doing gigs. He's trying to do a bit more in the comedy scene. It's not putting on gigs, but he's trying to do like the radio side, like that talking about the comedy yeah. stuff. It's you know it's good. Yeah, he started emceeing now as well, which is nice. I can imagine that for me. He's a likable yeah. guy. He's got that character about him. You know, he can be deadpan, yeah. but he can also be a very likable person. He can just talk so. as well. Oh god, yeah. So I mm. definitely keep an eye on him going forward. I see like myself like. In him, like, like the same kind of stuff because we're both like good with the talking in regards to like interviews and radio and yeah. all that. And then, like, 
I know I could do good MC stuff. It's just that's a, one of the hardest things I think, isn't it? From what Definitely. I've gathered, it's just I don't like MCing. I I've yeah. MCed my own nights. I hate doing it. I know it sounds it's hard. bad. Um, and when I'm off stage, I can talk to the audience. I can have yeah. real good banter, and I love it. But on stage, it, it, it is awkward. But then I see some of the MCs we've got going around at the moment. You know, Octa, yeah, Douglas Carter MC, Jack's MC, you know, and they make it look so effortless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. But um, uh, Jazz Singh was another good one. I was so... Uh, sorry, Jinder Singh as well. He was yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Oh, he's, he's such a nice guy as well. He is. Oh, he is. He's a very nice guy. Apart from that, he's a vegan. But uh, no, oh, he's, he's Didn't know that. Lost all respect, dude. Yeah. No, but he, he <laughs> came and did my gig and he, he emceed and he was brilliant and I've gigged with him a few times now and every time he doesn't think he's any good and yeah. I will praise the hell out of him because I know he's good I've been on stage with him when he's just done amazing things mm-hmm. uh, we did the uh, Pup and Duckling over in Dudley or is it Sully I can never remember Sully Hall, okay. and he, he went on just before me and the audience loved him every minute he did he was incredible so like you say he's, he's another one every time I see him on a gig that I'm on I know mm. I'm going to have a good night because yeah, yeah. he's that type of person yeah. he'll come and see you He'll give you a big hug and we'll talk about old times. Yeah. And I, that's what I love about comedy, you know, the connections you make. It is weird because I've, I've always been someone who, like, I don't make a lot of connections with a lot of people because I think... I, well, I, you're, I, you're a very unlikable person, I know. Well, it's I know, yeah, I would be a dickhead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, I, we... I tell you, we'll talk about this. We first met, mm. I think, at um, the Hollybush. Yeah, yeah. Which... Is just just the uh, the cradle of comedy around the Midlands. <laughs> yeah. Everyone told me you got to go up to Hollybush. It's an experience. It's definitely that. Oh yes, I, I love doing it. I'm going up there um, week after next uh, to do it. I'm bringing up a few new comedians up from uh, Worcester and Hereford. I'm going um, up soon again myself. I, I love it. It's such a it's it's a madhouse. Yeah. But it's a fun house and I love it. But I was doing a gig there. I went. I turned up at seven o'clock trying to be the early guy. And I didn't go on stage until about 11, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, I think like, you were there, and about two minutes into my set, you stood up and walked out. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, bye then. Yeah, bye. Fuck you. <laughs> like, and then um, you text me, you messaged me yeah, a bit later yeah, on yeah. and say, I'm sorry, I was going to miss my bus. I really do apologize. <laughs> but yeah. I remember saying something back, and I got a laugh on my response from whenever yeah. I said back to it. I remember that, so that made me happy. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, I never, I'm one of these comedians. When I go to a show, I always get there early, and I'll stay to the end and watch everyone. Yeah, I actually, same. I actually yeah. love that. But uh, no, no, and so that's when I first saw it. And you did, a, you, you did your set that night, and you were so, because you talked about your kids as well. Mm. which was, was absolutely brilliant and uh you know you did really well with that crowd it can be a tough crowd mm. but you did really i think that was the first time you saw each other yeah yeah i think it was yeah i mean it's the only thing with pilot stuff ain't it like if you ain't got a load of material you do it a few times and the people there or the same people that are usually there like the, the, you always get like the comedians yeah. you get like the people that are there every time don't you oh yeah <laughs> that old guy, the high guy in the back who's like <laughs> oh the laugh i know <laughs> And then Dave disappears off down to the basement to get something, and then he doesn't come back up for an hour. So he's a fucking just, character. Oh, I, I I love Dave. He's <laughs> yeah, another one who's he's given me loads of, loads of chances. He yeah. he, he yeah, he's a really me. nice guy. Oh, he is. He messaged me uh, saying because I, I really wanted to be at Bushfest. He yeah. sent me all the videos for the past few years, and I loved every minute of it. I don't care where I am I'm, where I am on the sets list. I want to be there. Yeah. So he messaged me and said, "Listen, he gave me a few dates." Uh, that I couldn't do at the time, and uh, I said any chance on the Sunday because there was a there was a Troy Hawk coming down. I think it mm. was. Uh, he ended up cancelling, and it was Tom stayed in the end. He says, and he came back to me. He said, "Listen, 
I'm going to put you on Sunday, but what I'm going to do is you're going to open. I thought you, you want me to open on the last day of Bushfest. Uh, and he did. He put me on, and I went on a few acts just before Tom. Okay. And Tom went on and blew me away. And as I left the stage, I, I couldn't, couldn't believe this. Tom was sat next to Francis and Jack Abbott. Tom pulled me to one side and said, that was bloody brilliant, mate. Well done. And <laughs> I was blown away by that. He, yeah, stayed, yeah. he stayed for the rest of the night. He watched all the acts. And he was just the nicest bloke. He really was. It's he, nice when someone goes out of the way as well to oh, give you a bit was. of, like, you know. Sometimes you need that as well. Like, oh, you're yeah. not too sure, you know. You would, like, comedians are very uh, neurotic. Oh yeah, but what a great review of someone who's been yeah, in the game so long. But we were talking there, me and Dougie and a load of them were out back with Tom. And Tom goes, listen, I want to do something special for you. Shake my hands. So I shook his hand. He goes, do you know who else has shook that hand? And he turns around and goes, Robin Williams. I said, but he's dead. Because no, 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 not now. He says, when I was first started, I was doing this gig. And he, uh, I was very nervous. And he came backstage and he told me in these words, he says, I want you to be the star you want to be. You know, and he shook my hand and it made me feel better. And then I went on stage and this was Tom saying he just absolutely did amazing. He smashed it. So I was like, oh God. it's like people yeah. who said they shook Frank Sinatra's hand. I was like, that's amazing. We are very arrogant. Yeah. I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to shake your hand because this I hand I feel was, the energy. No, this hand has also been around my cock as well. But. Well, that's it, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know what this hand's been doing? It's been having a way. But no, um, it, was, it was absolutely, and he, Doug was there. Doug, uh, he got some glowing. He turned around to Doug. I, I love this because Doug's one of these guys. He, he looks like he's about to burst in tears anytime you give him some good news. Like, yeah. but he was he was there. And Tom goes, "How long have you been doing this?" And he told him he'd been doing this for a few years. He goes, "Well, you're where I was ten years into this," and yeah. Doug was just blown away by it. And it was just like a comedian like that saying this about him. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to say. He could have just yeah. did his set. That's the thing. Fucked off, like. And that would have been it. No, but he was, and, and Doug's face just lit up, and it made me, I, I was actually so chuffed. And I got to be a part of Bushfest, you know, 2019, it's on YouTube, by the way. I, um, I, got, I got up at the same day, I got up yeah. at, literally, you were open, I got up at the literal last slot on the Sunday. I couldn't Towards do it in the end, end. literally, the, yeah. the, very night, the very day, I couldn't do it. Oh, it was, um, it was such a good day, and we had some great, we had a great audience. Came up, so. Uh, bloody kids, they ruin everything. It's a poor like being loved. But Ugh. it was, it was Dave made my day so much, mm. and I was so thankful for him for doing that, to be part of like Bush, my first Bushfest. And since then, I've gone and I've done fair, I did Lechlade, I did Strathmore, I, I have done quite a few festivals now. Yeah, yeah. And it's things are on the rise, which is great. I'm still working my ass off trying to get the gigs I want. And I'm trying to get the name out there, yeah. but there's these people who've helped me up massively along the way, and That's I can't the thank them enough. You've got to get a new name out there, I suppose, now, because all the people who knew you originally is the old Oh, name. no, they they are. A lot of people have embraced the, the big yeah. D, you know. It works quite well, because everyone who knew your old name knows exactly what it means. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. So it's not that hard to work out. You know, like I do a big dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do a lot of that in my set. Where I do. You do a lot of big dicks in your yeah. sets. I said, why do you think they call me big? And the woman in the back of this like, little old lady would go, has she got a big dick? I said, no, it's disappointment, love. But I'll see you later. Yeah, no. Get those teeth out. That's it. So it, it's been a nice transition into this new name. And it's, it is really working really well now. Just say, no, I'm going to badger you for the subside gig. What's that? Just say, no, I'm going to badger you for the subside gig. Or did you actually have a gig for the 2840? How, how awkward is this? It must be live. 
don't know. If you can't do it, you can't do it. No, man. Like, no, oh, look, don't commit to anything now. What date are we saying? Uh, 28th of January. Do you want to make sure I've got some good people for the first one, you know? Because we can get some... Oh, you're, you're in luck. It's my weekend off, so the ah. Monday... I, I, my way of my working week works, right? I do five days one week, two days the following week. Oh, it's basically, okay. you, you work three days, you have two days off. You yeah. work three days, you have three off. And blah, blah, blah. Right. So, yeah, I can do that for you. Cool, cool. What's the pay? It's all about the money. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, just uh, remind me where it is again. It's um, Subside. Subside. Yeah, Digba. Very central location, which is one of those things. And it's, um, I'd have to work out the money because I'm going to Oh, don't be, worry about that. But no, no, it's that. something I'm looking at doing anyway, because I'm going to be charging for this one. But going forward, if it goes well, the first one, they said, because um, they've only done it with bands before, they said they yeah. pay their bands. And depending on how it goes, it becomes a regular thing, then they'll pay all the yeah, acts as well. I love being there for the opening night of yeah. as well. I, I, was, I was asked to go down a year ago to be there for the opening night of the Joe Walker, the Road Walk, and it was down um, down in, uh, oh God, uh, Temple Mead, no, Bristol Mead, sorry. Mm. And uh, you had uh, George, no, it wasn't George Willoughby, it was Daryl Hepburn who was doing it. And he said, listen, yeah, it's a, oh, he's, mm. he's, he, he's a model, he's a comedian, he's got a very familiar style, style face, you can't miss it. Uh, very gravelly voice. He's such a funny bloke, and he's another one who helped me out massively when I got started. Well, I, I messaged him about a gig, and he sent me like twenty pages of open mics around Bristol that would help oh, me. Oh, was that a comment when Jan kind of thing? Yeah, that, I think that was. I think yeah. I used it myself. A lot of people yeah. did. It was fine, but it was like I was so blown away by yeah. someone like that. Took a lot of time to do that for me. He got me in in a lot of Cheltenham, a lot of Gloucester ones. Can't thank him enough. So he says, "Listen, we're doing this new night." come down to it so I went down I ended up doing about 15 minutes and the material, some of the material was rubbish some of the material was pretty good but I was I was there for the very first night this opening night and uh, the other week I got sent a message mm. that they're doing their anniversary I, I couldn't go to it because I, I was working but in the amazing that you were there at the birth of it I mean hopefully you'll, unlike my dad no I'm joking you know <laughs> you were there at the birth of this night yeah. and it's still going strong since yeah, yeah. I actually love it I hear so many great reviews from that, that night now, it's absolutely amazing. And which night was that? So that's the Joke Walk at the Rope Walk down in Bristol. Uh, it's a great. I like the name. Oh, it, there's, some amazing, the there's some amazing. There's um, some amazing uh, gigs to do down in Bristol. Mm. I, I just did one the other night called uh, Dirty Doves, which is George Willoughby's one. He's a brilliant MC. He he goes a bit dark sometimes, but it's so worthwhile watching. It's not a massive crowd at the moment. It's building. But it's a, it's a nice venue, yeah. and he gives everyone, anyone who comes turns up on the night, he gives everyone a chance, which is brilliant. I, I love the old school sign-up sheets yeah. type thing as well. So, um, but where, yeah, it's definitely one to do. Where is Bristol, like, how far away so is that? So, if you uh, jump on the motor on, on the M5, shoot straight down, yeah. it's about uh, uh, an hour and a bit down the motorway from here. What kind of areas will be the same distance that you think, like, would Crazy Heath be the same kind of distance or further than that? No, no, no. So, you think, do you know where Worcester is? Yeah. Well, so twice the distance to Worcester. Okay, it doesn't help me. Yeah. But, but far enough because I need to train. What you need to do, like I tell a lot of people, is get on these car sheds. I organise loads of car sheds yeah, for people yeah. in and around Cheltenham and Gloucester and Hereford and all that. You know, if I'm going up to, if someone messages, like the other week, someone messaged about doing a gig up in Nottingham, and uh, I said, I'd love to, listen, I know it's a, a new night, can I bring up a load of comedians with me? Because they would love to jump on this yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. So I would try and arrange... Um, Carpools, and that's what you need to do. You need to jump on these. Yeah, yeah. That's what um, is it? Ethan McKinley and all that. Yeah. He he's he's coming down. He's doing a carpool down, and 
you know, jump on these. This yeah. is your chance. It's the kind of thing, I suppose, that it's more like just book the gigs and then just figure out how to get there after. Because I know quite a few, of the, uh, most of the gigs I do, I seem to know someone that go, that's yeah. doing it now. So but there's, ask, but there's a lot of people, like Eric Rushton, he doesn't drive. Yeah. He gets people to drive him for him because he's that good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do he enjoy is him. The, he's amazing. He yeah. is. He, he's also coming on the podcast soon, actually. Oh, do he? I every time I meet Eric, he is a totally new character every single time. He's yeah, so funny. Great guy. That's what I saw. Oh, bloody hell! Yeah, <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. No, he he is someone. He he's going to be massive, and he's been working. He's been working hard for the past like ten plus years doing yeah. what he's doing. And I, I love the fact that he goes on stages with these little props and doesn't explain it to like towards the end. Yeah, you're there yeah, like, what yeah. the hell is he doing with that medal? You know, and he really, he really, and then there's interaction with the audience. He's headlining the night that you're going to be doing. Oh, cool. You know, and I cannot wait because having Herif, he's come down to Herif quite a few times. And every time he comes down, I hear from people how amazing he was. Yeah, yeah. So for the first time in Hereford, he's going to be headlining. I, that's why I love, I got, I got asked this the other week, he says, why do you push these people to headline? You know, when there's a lot of other people out there. Yeah. Rory Jones had come down to a few of my gigs and he's such a nice bloke. He oh, works, yeah, because he did his first headline. He did his first headline. Yeah, yeah. He was very nervous. Uh, he did it. And I tell you what, I, I filmed bits of it in the night. He he, he proved himself. He is yeah. a top player. Uh, he's so funny. He almost gave up recently. He, he, he did. He yeah, went through. Like, he, I was really surprised when I saw he that. He had nothing worse than seeing someone of his caliber step away from comedy. Yeah. Fair do for owning it and coming straight out with it. Oh, when yeah. Because when I read that, I, I put some a long message on, like, because I appreciate stuff like that, man. Everyone's got a yeah. lot of mental health stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, we've just had Mental Health Day, yeah. and he did an update on there, which I, I thought was really touching because he wanted to update people on where he is now, that he is in a... You know, he still has his demons, he still yeah, has yeah, his yeah. issues, but he's moving forward, and... I said he is such a nice bloke, and he works so hard for what he does. Yeah. So I when as well. he was oh, when every he turned time around, he came down. He came down a few times every oh, yeah. time. He was just the nicest guy. Yeah, really so dude. When uh, very very circular head, God, very nice guy. Well, yeah, I always look to see where the moon landed. Yeah. Landed like, but <laughs> no, he he turn, he comes out with some amazing jokes mm. that he never uses on his set, but he'll put on Facebook every day, and it all, he's one of these people who always makes yeah, me laugh. Yeah. But he. Um, he said about coming, he wanted to come down to Hereford again to do it. And I was like, well, no, if you're going to come down, we've got to have you headline. Because I think that's the kind of calibre you are. And I remember uh, a year ago. He remembers it all. He remembers it, yeah. Like a lot of punk comedians. I don't know how you remember yep. so many. But he uh, he, he had a, he was going to do his first headline about a year ago. And it mm. fell through. It was a, a night up in Birmingham. That it was supposed to be for this competition they were doing. And he was headlining. And uh, I, I felt for the guy because he worked so hard preparing yeah, for that yeah. gig, and then it went. But then uh, yeah. this came along. I said, "Listen, if I'm going to have someone headline, I want someone who wants it that badly. I want someone who's going to work for it. Yeah, yeah, who's really appreciate oh. the chance." And he did. He went on that stage and he owned it. He did a great set, uh, and he, he kicked himself because he missed uh, like ten or tw- ten or twenty of his jokes. He missed, and it was. Uh, but when he left the stage, he was so grateful. And I think he's, he's one of these guys in, in years to come, he's going to be headlining more and more and yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, That and kind of stuff is helpful to you as oh, well. Oh, good, definitely. yeah. That's really popular, man. I'm that's always trying to push people. I, that's, the, that's the thing with a lot of my nights. I like to get new people on board. Mm. And I want to see people who don't get their chance to headline. 
you know, Eric's going to be headlining a lot of places. I'm not worried about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the fact that every time he comes down to Hereford, he always seems to be over a supporting role, yeah, yeah. which annoys me because he could easily do his uh, his Edinburgh show if he's going one down in Hereford. I think they would absolutely yeah. love him for it. No man, everything you said makes perfect sense because, like I said, the first time we met in Hollybush, you were. Um, one of the first people to give me like a compliment in the comedy thing and that kind of stuff helps. So what, what did I say? It was like quitting comedy, you're in the way. Was it that? <laughs> it's just not working. There's too many good looking people in comedy. It's time to step aside. Well, but, that's not the worst thing to say. What, what, that's what, true, did, like, what did I say to you then? No, it was literally just what you said about how um, you did good tonight and um, yeah. you should come down to Hereford because the people like you down there. Like mm. it, it was just... It, a lot of people don't go out of their way to compliment yeah. a lot of other people. We're just hearing that from another comic. It's always nice. I've, I've reached this point well, now. I like to try and do it myself now. because No, you do. Yeah. That's the only way it works. But no, I, I, I have a lot of people who message me on Facebook and say, listen, there's this comedian I saw in such and such place. Will you bring him down to Hereford for me? And I, I love that. There yeah, are certain yeah. comedians that they, they haven't been to Hereford before, but someone's seen them on YouTube. Someone's seen them at another gig up in Liverpool. Can you please see about getting them down? You know, and it's brilliant. I love that. I love the fact people want to take an interest. They want to control an interest on what they want to see on that night. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And just just the fact as well, though, like that means as well that the comedy scene is just getting more. Um, well, it's more and more known now. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, have you ever done any um, improv stuff? No, I. It's, it's one of these things. I've always, always, it has always intrigued me because mm. it does help develop other areas of comedy. Yeah. But it's, I, 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 when I first started doing this, I, I didn't have the time. And it's something um, a lot of my friends who, were, who are comedians have already done, and they yeah, said it's yeah. definitely helped them. But no, I think I'm at a point now that I'm, I'm quite happy what I've got, but um, maybe in the future I'll look at doing something yeah. like that. If it, if it really does help you, then yeah, why not? Yeah. It's another quiver to your bow. I'm doing my first class on Monday. I'm doing it with that uh, fat penguin. Oh, yeah, brilliant, yeah, yes. Yeah. And the first one is free as well, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because, I mean, I like a lot of my stuff now. I've got issues remembering it, but I will come. Oh, we all have issues yeah, exactly. remembering such, yeah. Um, but, I mean, one of the main things I want to do is figure out how to bring myself out. I think I said it earlier when yeah. I was talking, like, the kind of guy you are with your friends, or especially when you're flirting with a girl or something yeah. you know if you can be that person on stage then you're sorted i think yeah, and no, i, I think that will help i can see what you mean yeah mm. but don't don't sell yourself short though because there are times when the it's like Eric russian his awkwardness yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the, he's very awkward sometimes and then he's overly confident it works really yeah. well so sometimes oh, use your the things that you think are your bad points as your good points because I tell you what, sometimes some of your set that you do, mm. you want that nervous disposition. Yeah. And then sometimes, yeah, you want that overconfidence. Watch Eric. Watch yeah. Eric, because he does it so well. Because at one point, he's there all tightened up, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about, you know, girlfriend left me and all that. And then he all goes overly confident by saying, he goes, I think I'm a 10. Yeah. <laughs> Come at me, mofos. Well, what are you going to do, like? <laughs> I saw him in the Hollywood and every now and then in the middle of his set, like, he was doing stuff like that. And he would just stop and he would be like, Dave, will you get back? Behind the fucking bar, you're distracting yeah. me. I thought I hate fucking doing the Holly Bush. Fucking go. You see <laughs> so how he goes? Good. He goes from one point to the, one extreme to yeah. the other. And that's a crap. It was the first time I saw him, and I didn't know much of him. And then I was like, wow, this guy's fucking good, man. He was banging. He is. He's absolutely brilliant. He was. Um, I saw him the same night I met. Um, do you know Nathan Parrish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same night I met him. Um, and he was good as well. Like. Yeah. 
Oh, anyway, he was on the last episode, number 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he came and helped out at the Vine gig we was doing because we had a couple of people drop out. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it was banging, man. I really enjoyed his set. Oh, good. Me and him were lucky because I was on first and he was on second and there was a lot of bleed because the room's so silly, like the Vine. Yeah. You got the back room, the function room, and you got a front bar room. Yes. Um, have you been there? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think it would be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so... Um, I, I headlined at that yeah. one, which was really You had awkward. long hair and long beard, yeah. that's why. <laughs> that, was, that was a very fun and awkward night. Yeah. We didn't have an issue that much of noise that night from what no, I remember. No, no, there was a party going off in the corner. It was like some woman's, like, 40th birthday party. Or it was a hen do of some kind. Yeah. And they were, were making a lot of noise. Or? No, that was in the room we were in. Oh, that's same thing happened this time. Yeah. <laughs> There was one little group of loud people at the back. They were all right. They weren't being a dick. They were just loud. Um, the one was a bit chubby, and one of them in the middle of... I can't remember what comic it was. Threw a bag of nuts to them oh, and yeah. just said... Um, so I, I can't remember exactly what it was. Something about your horny as fuck. Just keep these nuts in your mouth, you know. Yeah. Shut up. And they threw them back, and then Gurps, at the end of this um, person's set, he walked over and started eating the nuts. Oh, okay, yeah. And then he went on mic, just randomly in the middle of it. He'd already done this set, and was just like... It's got to be the first lot of calories that woman's ever passed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, I like It that. was very just off the cuff, you know. <laughs> uh, a lot I did like go, so. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of bleed through from the other room anyway, yeah. this time round. So it just, the more and more the gig went on, it just got drowned out. But yeah. me and Nathan were the first two, and I think we were lucky we got on before it happened. That helps, it does. Yeah. That's, you're always going to have issues with that when... The, if, if people come specifically for the comedy, it's great. Mm. But I have done places where there's football on in the back or yeah, there's, yeah. there's other stuff happening that night and it takes the shine away from it, yeah. it does. But uh, it is getting better. Yeah, I mean, you understand it as well. The people are out, they just want us to get stuff. And to mm. them, it's not like something they'd even think about having to be really respectful. Yeah. You, know, you don't really think about it. I didn't think about it that much until I was in it. Um random shit you said you went to all your random stuff actually. yeah go on go and hit me with some random cool. stuff uh random one first actually what do you think is the longest poop ever made the longest poop ever made yeah longest as in distance rather than say um, i thought you were time. talking like a u2 album then but, uh, <laughs> the longest <laughs> poop ever made no um I, I okay so we're going guinness book of world records yeah here, completed one i take it yeah not I, sectioned I, off not crimped off and then come back a bit later on. I don't quite know how they did it. The only thing I can imagine is they were crab walking and you know how you would imagine chocolate yeah. ice cream coming out of the thing. They were crab walking along doing that, you know, making a stream. All right, so... I, I was second-hand, I don't know. I'll, I'll go by the feet and I'd probably yeah. say 60 feet. Normally people are like way below... No, not that long, 26 feet. Oh, that's all right, that's all right. I see, why are people like... proud of that though? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, when you read through the Guinness Book of Records, especially the weird ones, people yeah. are so proud mm -hmm. to have done these records because they know no one's going to try and beat them because it's just, you know. It's... The, the record is essentially created for them because no one's ever going to want to do it, like That's you said. It. And if they do, then you can probably beat it again. It's probably a stupid. It's, it's a hell of a pickup line. Oh, yes, I'm in the Guinness Book of <laughs> yeah. Records. Oh, what for? You know, most weight picked up or uh, fastest mile run. Well, no, the longest shit. You know, I'm very proud of it. There's a picture of me in there. You can't miss it, you know. Just all... Trousers down, thumbs up. Like, <laughs> yeah. just going down the street. I just want to imagine how they did it, man. The crab walking was epic. The fucking induced case. 
interior whatever you call it walking behind him you know measuring it as they go oh. making, making sure it's all legit you feel sorry for the bloke who's doing that the adjudicator yeah. because he's like I, I was in I was in like Greece the other week doing the world's strongest man lift <laughs> you know it was beautiful sunny now I'm in Liverpool watching this man crab walk down the street while taking the longest shit it's and it's good it's <laughs> yeah. good Guy needs to eat more fibre. You have to measure it. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you a gamer at all? Yeah, I, I, I've stepped away from games for some time. Ever since. I got Red Dead Redemption 2, which I, I was so in love with. I yeah, love the game. Good. Uh, but then I, I stepped away. I, I haven't found time. Cause I, got a new, I got a young child now. I got um, Jack, who he, he's an absolutely amazing lad. He is. Mm. Uh, so I'm doing more of the parent side of things now. And I always said this would be the last console, but I actually Xbox 360 was the last console I was going to buy. And then I, I so got... even when you said last console, what you said that was the last console I was going to buy after you oh, were talking no. about having a kid? <laughs> no, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I ended up uh, buying the, the PlayStation. Yeah. And then people are now saying, well, there's, there's going to be the new consoles out soon. In the next few years, we're going to have new consoles. And I think I, I haven't got the time now to play it. I yeah. think I think it's, it's time to grow up and... <laughs> It's a shame, really, because uh, I've had some of my best times. Yeah, everyone kind of plays. And I don't think it, we're at that generation, yourself included, where we've just kind of grown up a bit. And yeah. Even if you go away from it for a bit, you'll go back to it. I went, when I was back as a student, I used to go to land parties over in uh, Worcester, where we would, we would go into this shop where there was like 20 computers, oh, old-style computers, yeah, yeah. and we would play Half-Life, you'd play uh, Warcraft and that, for 24 hours straight, We'd live off energy drinks and crap food <laughs> yeah. and drink, and uh, we'd go twenty four hours and see what we could do. And I used to do that probably three four times a month. You know, I my, can think of worse ways to spend some time. Oh, my mum and dad are very proud of me back then. <laughs> you know, but no, it was it was something I, I regularly did. I used to love it with a passion. Mm. You know, and then um, but no, I I just haven't got the energy for it anymore. And it's a shame because they I said when Red Dead Redemption Two came out, I remember playing the original. And this I'm buying this is if this is my last game I'm gonna buy yeah. it I'm gonna complete it I'm gonna enjoy it and I did it lived up to every expectation I had yeah from what I heard I mean I didn't really play the first one too much so oh you but, if um, you like GTA yeah this is like it. it yeah um the reason I bring it up though is have you heard you know like what a loot box is loot box yeah but you say like a mystery box where you buy something and you oh, get certain box, things of yeah. this you know, so like, ea are, are the typical ones for it yeah. i i bought the new battlefront and i was so let down because straight away you gotta buy these things yeah, to get yeah, the extras yeah. which i appreciate when it's a free game like apex predators yeah yeah you but get that i've reached a point now where whenever you buy these games you're buying this empty box of a disc and that has not to purchase all the extras I miss the days when you used to go buy a cartridge, stick it in your <laughs> snares anyway. and play. Yeah. But no, now it's it's like you like, spend so much money. Like FIFA. You have to update it straight away oh, the game's broken when they made it. That's it. <laughs> you you spent that there was a lad on it who spent, he was like fourteen year old, he nicked his mum's credit card. He spent nearly a grand on FIFA. That's oh, people do. They yeah. go ridiculous for it. Yeah. Why should we be paying any more for a game? I, I I I got so upset because I I I remember paying like you're kind 90. of proving the point. I'll, oh yeah, I'm getting getting on to here. So go ahead. I spent nineteen ninety nine on one of my first games for uh, PlayStation when uh, one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, got, I used to get I used to get so angry with that. How dare they charge us so much? And then now I'm paying nearly fifty sixty quid for that game. It's a brand new game, fifty quid definitely. But what I used to do, this or was, this was find it somewhere. This was years ago, right? When I had no life, right? Uh, 
basically what I'd do is I would be that guy at midnight picking up the Call of Duty, right? Yeah. I'd take it away, play it, complete it, get 50% off the next top game, do the same. I, I got caught in this ring. Obviously, I had no girlfriend at the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was wanking a lot at that time. But no, it was. I got caught in this ring. I kept on doing it. It was ridiculous. But yeah, now you're paying like so much for a game, and then once you got that game, you're then paying more for that game. It's like, would you? Because you know, when you see the trailer for it, you want to. Oh, is that what it's going to be like? Well, yeah, it will yeah, be yeah. if you spend this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, that surprises me though because most people nowadays are really into the multiplayer side of yeah. games. So, considering yourself, then you'd buy it, play for a bit, and sell it on. I suppose you're not that into the multiplayer. No, I, I, you gotta remember when I first started doing it, Call of Duty, you know, one and two and all that, all that Black Ops, right? Yeah. The online was only just coming in a thing back then. Oh, okay. And I was always solo. I don't want to, I don't want to talk to some guy in thank Japan. Thank you, thank you. I, I've said this. When I'm playing games, I am not there to be social. I am there to play games, sit in my underwear, have a spliff. Well, that's it, yeah. I don't want to, like... You're talking to thinking, some Japanese kid yeah. who's telling you to, you know, run a certain position, do not this, do this. Mama. You know... <laughs> the most offensive <laughs> Japanese accent ever. No, I, and it, it I used love y'all. <laughs> Doing good in the rugby, even though they're cancelled right now. <laughs> but I, I used to, I, I'd done it a few times with GTA. And I used to get annoyed. I used to be playing these games, and all these people who spend their whole lives online yeah. used to kill me just like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, make love, not Warcraft. You ever watch the <laughs> South Park? That was genius. Yeah. That's yeah. how it is. That is exactly how it is. So I said, no, I love the story missions. They're brilliant. Yeah. I'm just going to play that. Oh, you know, the new Call of Duty is coming out soon, and I saw the trailer for the story mode. Uh-huh. So uh, Modern Warfare, they're doing a new one, but they're bringing back some of the old characters. Oh, okay. So uh, I cannot wait. Oh, so okay. like Soap and all that from the original. I remember that name, oh, yeah. So good, yeah. So they're bringing that back. They're doing this one off, and it's remastered. It's going to look amazing. That's the type of game I'll probably buy and, yeah. and play. I think Call of Duty 4 was the last one. Um, sorry, Black Ops 4 was the last one, wasn't it? Oh, that shows you how I, I remember playing Black Ops 1 and 2, and that was <laughs> it. You know, now, you know, it's like Modern Warfare. I used to love the fact that you landed on Dunkirk Beach, ran for yeah, your life with yeah. a load of Germans shooting at you, all right? Uh, but now it's all Modern Warfare yeah, and all this. You want Battlefield if you want it. Is it Battlefield? Battlefield, Battlefield is brilliant yeah. because it was. I mean, those bloody Germans are up to no good. <laughs> I, I think we're, we're at this Damn point now. Nazis. I, I, I don't want to stigmatise anyone, but the Germans, they were just not very nice people German, back then. No. I but had, the games... I had a podcast with Simon beautiful. and he roasted me for a bit because in the middle of it, I was like, those Nazis are some weird dudes one day. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That Hitler was such a cheeky chap. Such a cheeky dude. <laughs> but, but he did have some good organisational skills. Oh, there's Even a film I'm gonna, I want to plug, right? Because there's a film coming out called uh, Jojo Rabbit, right? Oh. And the uh, director is the one who did for Ragnarok... He's the one oh, from what we, yes, what we do in the Tiki shadows. Where he's dressed as Hitler. Yeah, he, he's yeah. playing the imaginary version of Hitler. Oh, okay. And he's basically this lad's imaginary friend about the Hitler youth and all that. It looks so, there's so many amazing actors in it. It's such a good film. I cannot wait because it's one of these films that's going to be, you know, in years to come, people are going to be talking about yeah. it. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Especially what he did before that, like, you know, considering Thor Ragnarok, huge. I, I love but that. I can't best. wait for him to come back and do it again. Yeah, he's, he's such a gifted director. Yeah. What we did in The Shadows was one of the first things I saw him in. It's, uh, I'll go, it's about vampires in Australia. Right. Watch it. It's a brilliant sit. They did the film. Mm. Uh, it's on Netflix, you know, and then go and watch the, they did the, ma- 
Matt Berry was in the, the British version of it in America, right? right? And it was directed by him. The British version? Well, they had British America. actors doing That's it, basically. <laughs> but Matt Berry, who I, I he's such a good magician, a magician, and he's such a good comedian. I love the voice, mm. IT crowd and things like that. So uh, oh, that, he played Renham. The normal, the one of the long hair. Father! Noel Fielding? No, no, no. So, so Noel Fielding in the IT crowd yeah, was yeah. the vampire and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the boss in the like third and oh, fourth the series boss. Okay. was the son of Renham, yeah, and uh, yeah. he was brilliant. He was. Yeah. But yeah, he he's in it. They did a series about it, uh, the Brooklyn Vampires, and it's so dry wit comedy. It's so good. It's a must watch. You got to go I see just it. Can't deal with freaking vampires again. I'm, I'm just. But they take the Mickey out of themselves, yeah. and I love that because it's not. It's not like New Moon or New yeah, Hour, whatever yeah. they used to. Did you watch Preacher? Oh, yeah, I've just watched, finished watching it. I was the a bit let series. down by it. I was a bit let really? down. I love the new love, series or just in general? I've just finished the, the last ever episode they did. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah, he dies at the end. And he, um, oh, now you've ruined it. Spoilers. I yeah. think he, he, you don't know who he so, is. He is God. You know, so um, it, was really, it was really good, but it was a bit of a letdown because I remember reading some of the comics years ago mm. and it, the, the mythology of it, the stories of it are so big and massive. Yeah. The cowboy is genius. The bloke who plays him is an old British actor. It doesn't really make sense at the oh. end, though. I didn't get that whole concept. What's that? Like, first of all, as to why when, he summon, when Jesse summoned the cowboy by using his... Um, power oh yeah he came to Genesis, kill god yeah. yeah he came to kill god why did he then turn around and start killing jesse or was there something to do with his well, basically god his always family? had god had this deal with him yeah from day one that you know as long as you stay by me i will one day bring your family back and that's what he was trying to do he said, i'm the only one who can give you salvation yeah but it turns out jesse was able to give him salvation by you know you tell me all your sins deathbed confession yeah. So he oh, then goes yeah. to heaven. Oh, yeah, because he goes to heaven and he sits on the phone, doesn't he? And he kills God. Yeah. What a genius way to finish it. But I put a spoiler warning on about yeah. half a minute ago. So I don't know why I'm telling you now. But, but it, to remind me when I edit it, that's why. It was good series. I just wish there were some aspects of it I wish it carried on. Yeah. You know, the vampire in that. The, uh, the, I love you know, that actor. He's in a British comedy at the moment um, on Sky One. Bust? Is it Bruskel? Bruskel? So like, it's something B. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it's definitely a must-watch. Yeah. i got it on my download at the moment. I haven't watched it, but he's, I He's brilliant. I, I really like yeah. him. He's such a great actor. But yeah, no, um, no I've been very impressed with it. Somehow from loot boxes we got onto this. But loot boxes, yeah? Yeah. So um, people are, a lot of people are bitching because they see it as gambling now. It is to a point. It is to yeah. a point. But realistically, you could argue, because, I mean... It's not like they're getting random stuff like they're paying £10 and some mm. of them are worth 50 some of them are worth a pound. Yeah. They're all getting variants of something like, you know, they'll all get a t-shirt and they'll have a variant. They'll yeah. get some skins, some mods and there'll be variants of them. So they're not full on gambling. Yeah, I can understand you, that. Them getting bitchy about it and trying to ban them is like, get, like it's like saying Kinder Eggs are illegal, uh, are gambling. Yeah. It is, it is. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I can understand. But you could always say the same thing about the Happy Meal because you always yeah, wonder exactly. what prize am I going to get and it was yeah. always the same shitty prize. Depression. If they're gambling, yeah. then Happy Meals and um, fucking, yeah, they're gambling. The only gift you usually get out of those things is depression and obesity, <laughs> yeah. which I know about. <laughs> so, um, but no, it's... Uh, well, KFC, you might get a date with um, you know, a comic. Yeah, probably best we don't talk about that. No, no, we're not. <laughs> anyone who, anyone who would 
care knows exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> There's a link yeah. at the bottom. No, I'm joking, <laughs> it won't be. But, uh, it's, uh, but anyway, moving swiftly on. Oh, yeah. What, what's your next question? <laughs> oh, That's so professional, that was. <laughs> you don't get this one, Jonathan Ross, do you? No, you get the... Um, the speech disability, though. And you might get touched up, but that's another thing yeah, entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or an answer machine method left. <laughs> um, have you seen the fact that China were banning that episode of South Park? So which one? So I've just started watching the new series. Uh, it's the second uh, episode. Oh, when he goes to China and kills Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. That was the freakiest thing. But I love Randy because oh, over the years he has developed into this character of his own, he could have his own show. Yeah, he could. I, I know he's not real, but in my head, he reminds me of every wild dad growing up, you know. Did that one. version of, um, you know, so South Park can still carry on being what it is without the kids growing up. Yeah. He's, he's the adult. But he, he always reminds me of that dad at the football game who always got into the fights. Yeah, He yeah. was the one, he had a few drinks. You could tell he's been drinking. You know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, he's been drinking, he's trying to start a fight with the ref, you know. So, uh, but no, I, I love Randy. From day one, yeah. he's just developed into this character. I, I watched it. And it was quite violent. I'm not going to lie to you. Him when he killing killed Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, that was. He grotted him. Yeah. You know? Like, dug it into his neck and everything. Like. So, yeah. I was so, expecting fluff to come out or something. Oh. Not like. No, I, I like the fact that they're, they're trying to show him as a real actual entity. He is a real yeah. person. Yeah. So then later on in the episode, he's standing at the table trying to justify it to his family, covered in his own, in Winnie the Pooh's blood. It's not what? I love the fact that he's a wee farm as well. Oh, Tegri. You're Tauli. You're a towel. No, you're a towel. Wanna get high? Oh, he's such a. That's that. See, this series should have ended years ago, but it's just kept on going and it stayed relevant as. And it's like, I think it was that episode, or might have been episode three of that series, where they were. Episode three. Yeah, it was the third one, episode 300. Okay, yeah. And it's just crazy. It's like they were only in 300. Well, they only bring out like between six and twelve yeah. episodes out. They make less than Simpsons a lot, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Simpsons done everything. Oh yeah. Simpsons dead, dead. Simpsons dead. But now though, they've been bought by um by Disney as well. Yeah. Um, so they've announced all new episodes coming out. They've announced um, a spin-off series. They've announced another film. Yeah. And I was a huge Simpsons fan, so to do another film and Disney's backing it, I'm I'm down. Oh that. yeah, but as long as it doesn't go too far fetched. I mean, yeah. the Simpsons film was good. You know, I I I was watching and I read Stephen King's The Dome, which is <laughs> oh, basically yeah. on the same lines, but a yeah, bit more yeah. gritty, a bit more. Yeah. So when I watched is that the, what Under the, the Dome is based on the program. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh, okay. that's it's a Stephen King film. Yeah, and it's, it shows what things would be like, and it went that way with The Simpsons to a point. You yeah, know? it did. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's still good. Did you see uh, Martin Scorsese bitching that Marvel films aren't cinema? No, I only heard about this today. Uh, so uh, there's been a few uh, recourses back from that. I think was it? Um, I never really make it clarified what he meant, but I don't know what you think he means by that you know what you get from that or i i you got two different entities here you've got someone of old films and old genders yeah. coming in he, he's about to release that new film the irishman which i cannot wait because yeah, you've got no, you've got robert De Niro, you've got joe pesci who is so brilliant Pacino. you know al pacino you got these pop this is like the expendables of yeah. italian yeah. actors <laughs> yeah this italian might be yeah this might be the last time you're going to see actors of this quality together mm -hmm. on scene and good, Netflix are just throwing money at it. They've thrown it like shit against the wall. Yeah. And it's going to be such a good film. The Hoffa, the whole Hoffa story 
uh, Jimmy Hoffa. It's such a great Is story, anyway. Well, yeah, yeah, because he was the head of the union, who famously disappeared. And yeah, um, yeah, I've watched a few documentaries on him, so I know bits of oh, yeah. the story. But yeah. there was a film done a while back by. Um, oh, do you ever watch uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia"? No. Do I yourself know. a favour. I've watched. Watch. Go watch it. It's it's one of the longest running yeah. uh, sitcoms over about. It's brilliant, right? I heard that it's better to start from the oh, second series than yes. Dan DeVito's there. Dan DeVito, who is the funniest bloke, he is the funniest character, there, right? He wrote he wrote and directed a film called Hoffer, with oh. um, I'm trying to think who, he, who was in it, but he he basically he he, he produced the film. It's Danny DeVito film, and he was playing he was playing the he was playing one of the side men in it, and it was a really good film. So they've basically gone away and they've updated it and they've, you know, and you've got uh, Scorsese's own twist on it. Made him more great. Oh, God, Good yeah. Scorsese after all. Goodfellas. I'm mad times I've watched Goodfellas growing up and then Casino growing up. You know, it's such a brilliant... The gangster franchise yeah. is dying out now, but... It's just different. It is. It's, yeah. you know, we got all these Cockney villains coming now. We've got all these Cockney... You know, I, I watched that Legends the other week with Tom Hardy, and I loved oh, it. I, I did like that, it. But I've heard good things. He plays both Ron, uh, Ronnie yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so it was really good. And he's a damn good actor. He is. Yeah. I, do, do you watch Pinky Blinders? A lot of people no, don't. You know, a lot of people no. moan about it. Yeah. But he's in it, right? He, he was he was killed off, so spoilers. He was killed off in the last series. And there was such an uproar, they wanted him back. So they brought him back. He got shot in the face, and he survived. Why? Because uh, he's Tom Hardy. He acts the shit out of it. Yeah, to be fair, I saw him in a film get his throat cut open, and he Oh, that was... That. Um, Lawless. Lawless. I love that film. That was a really good film. Yeah. And the whole story about Shia LaBeouf knocking out Tom Hardy. Oh, um, yeah. It was bullshit. Um, of course Shia, it was. But Shia LaBeouf was the one who actually had, like made a point that it was bullshit. Um, See, Tom Hardy looks like he could handle himself anyway. Oh, yeah. You know. Apparently, what happened was though they were actually all quite good mates on the set, yeah. and um, he was in his room with some girl or something, and basically Tom Hardy burst in the room like he did sometimes just to play him off. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and he was completely naked, if I believe correctly. Oh okay, yeah. Um, and then what Tom Hardy was? Yeah. See, he's done this on a few sets yeah. on Taboo, which is a brilliant series on BBC. Oh, he did. Yeah. Uh, he, he was he's walking around naked. Yeah. This is Tom Hardy's penis. It has its own <laughs> agent. You know, it's like Tom Selleck's mustache. It has yeah. its own agent. <laughs> yeah. It gets more work than Tom Selleck. So uh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> what, what was it? Anyhow? Yeah, Venom. Venom. Oh yeah. He made that film. It was good. I, I still feel like it could have been better. Yeah. But he did really well with it. Yeah. I mean, as far as them kind of films, I can understand why someone like Scorsese would say they're not cinema. Because obviously he means like they're not, you know, like when he says that, I think more like you've got blockbusters and then you've got like Oscar movies. Yeah. And, you know, like Marvel films are very much blockbuster. They're yeah. not, most of them don't bleed into the Oscar. I mean, the only ones that did, I think Black Panther got something. Yeah. So you're looking at films like. Films that go for Oscars, yeah. they're heartfelt, they're tugging at the heartstring, they got meaning, they're multi-layered. Tenuous. And then you've got blockbusters where they're after the money. Yeah. They're after making as much money as possible with the advertisement, the toy sales. Mm -hmm. Star Wars are a typical ones for all this. You know, yeah, you're never, you, the only time you'll see Star Wars at the Oscars winning an Oscar is for things like the music or the, the music, graphics. Yeah. And yeah. But um, Scorsese, Scorsese does Oscar films. Yeah. You know, he puts a lot of work. If you ever see some of the behind the scenes, he sets up each picture like it's a portrait. Like I was telling you uh, before about um, 
uh, Joker. It was very much Scorsese mm. style because each scene. It's a comedy director as well, which is weird. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's incredible. But um, so yeah, I can understand what Scorsese a bit. I don't mean he, I don't think he meant to come across so the way he did. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, Robert uh, Down Jr.'s come back against him as well. Yeah, so Howard Stern. Yeah, oh, yeah. Howard Stern. <laughs> Okay, no, I get it though, man. But I mean, it, originally, as well, I agree, it was very much a um, cash grab, you know. But yeah. it's become some whole new thing to the point now where it's like Infinity War was one of the best films I've seen oh, for a while. With the high, that one scene when obviously uh, Captain America gets the uh, gets the hammer back. Oh, you're about Endgame. Uh, sorry, Endgame. Sorry, yeah. yeah. And the screenshot goes through all the heroes. And that was phenomenal. I can, and yeah. just the whole fact that it was good versus evil. Yeah. And Simple. it was the last stand. And I love the fact that he walked out on his own and he was like, if I'm going to die, I'm yeah. going to go out swinging. And, and how, all his friends turned out. How good Infinity War set that up, made it so that Endgame, Endgame was a bit of a mess in regards to storyline, how yeah. it was put together and that. But it was always going to be because of how they had to film it and well, secrecy. Yeah. Of course. But they filmed multiple endings and multiple yeah, little bits. Yeah. I love that. And they filmed all of it before, um, like, all of Endgame and, yeah, so Endgame and Infinity War was all filmed before Captain Marvel was. Yeah. So she played Captain Marvel in that before she'd even filmed her own film and really That's got it, to yeah. grips to the character. Yeah. And but it was always going to be good just because of Infinity War. They built it up. They built it up. With, oh. You know, Thanos, over 10 plus years, was being slowly drip-fed to us. Mm-hmm as this badass yeah, was going. Yeah. and he proved in Infinity Wars when you first saw him on that ship yeah. beating up the Hulk it was genius oh, yeah, that was great. but uh, when I, I remember going to the cinema I don't go to the cinema much to watch films right? but when I, I went there to see this so many kids were coming out crying their eyes out because the bad guys aren't supposed to win no. daddy well they did this time like that I they to, all disappeared I had to warn my son before winning because he loves Spider-Man oh. as well I've oh, that was so sad because he's yeah. like there, and it's like I'm sorry. I, it's like you know, I let you down, Tony. Sorry, it's like Tony's his dad, right? But and then um, in the second, in the end games, then you saw what happened, right? And I love the fact that in Spider Man, the new one, it was like it was called the Blip. Yeah, I do yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I love the nods. That it was such a good but film. Then in the, uh, what was it? Because originally called it the Decimation. That's it. It was Decimation. Yeah. It was the snap, and now it's the Blip. Yeah, I like the snapping. The snapping, yeah, that was good. <laughs> but um, it was so, there was so many good scenes out of all of them, mm. you know, and I, I loved it. There was you know, I, it's the type of film I can watch again and again and go, yeah, yeah. oh look at that in the background, oh look at that Easter egg, and I love those type of films that keep you thinking. Well, that's the great thing about that as well. And then when you watch like another Marvel film, you can find stuff, yeah, about uh, yeah past ones that yeah. you've never noticed before. Like um, there's so much. Like I, I remember when. Um, Endgame was coming out and people were like, oh, it's going to be the end of Marvel and blindly. I'm like, no, it's not. This is just the end of the next phase. It's just the end of that, yeah. We've no so, that saga. Oh, when they brought on at the last Comic-Con all the next things coming out, yeah. Blade, I, I had a tingle in my penis about Blade because I actually love watching it. So that's going to be brilliant. But there is so many good next ones. Even at, All right, so Disney... Disney Plus. Disney Plus is coming on soon, and you're going to have a lot of new shows on there. The Loki, I quite like. Yeah, yeah, Vision and um, Wonder, Wonder, which is going to be great. So Scarlet Witch, based in between Civil War and Infinity War, I believe. Scarlet Witch and some of it's going to be afterwards, actually. Yeah, and I don't understand how. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But there there is some mythology that apparently um, it could bring them back. 
Scarlet had she she was brought back in because the timeline's not right. They well, she might go to a multiverse, go be crazy, and maybe bleed into a multiverse, yeah, take but, him back, and that because apparently it leads into the Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness film. Yes, yeah. So, but there was certain, the timeline wasn't fixed at the end of it, was it? Because they brought all their yeah. stones back. No, no. If you oh well, yeah, because Captain America mean. stayed behind, didn't he? He, he didn't give out. He, he took he, all the stones back to where he was supposed to take them to. Which, why didn't we see that scene with him and Red Skull? Oh, so yeah. this is where you've been all this time, you cheeky fellow. But you someone know. made a good point about that, though. Red Skull now, he's been changed by the stone and that. He doesn't give a shit about all the stuff Captain America. Well, some whole new has he now. left? Has he left the planet after all this? So he now knows, yeah, knows yeah. all about the other stones. Is he going to be... There's. I can't wait to see who's the next big bad guy. Doctor Doom would be quite nice. Yeah. I'd love Galactus to have a proper one, you yeah, know, because yeah. the, the oh, Fantastic yeah. Four was such a letdown on multiple was that times. The second one, the Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah, yeah that was yeah. so bad. It's such a shame it was. But here's the thing, right? When we saw in Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, when they were in the microverse, yeah. right? There was, oh, yeah. in the back, when we paused a certain scene, there was a city yeah. under the glass, yeah, yeah. right? And I, because in the original comic books, that's where Doctor Doom came from. Yeah, it was and, weird. Oh, yeah. it was brilliant. The way they did Doctor Doom in the new film, it was such a letdown. Yeah, because we didn't even get the power at the same time as them. Oh, it. Yeah. it was such a letdown. The new new one was fucking dreadful. Oh, I know. But the thing is, you've got so much information here, and they're trying to bring it out the best they can, because whatever yeah. way they bring it out, millions of people are going to be pissed off of it, because it's not the way they thought yeah. it was going to be. And it was yeah. Sony. Sony weren't as good at it. Uh, They're still not as good at it, hence why they... They were smart what they did with um, Spider-Man to get more money out of it. Yeah. They were just smart. It was just all... Uh, I think they were always going to do that. It was just um, negotiating tactics. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom. every time we saw Tom doing an interview, he wasn't worried. He knows what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, he, he was the one that sorted it out, apparently. But I reckon, like you said, he just couldn't do it. He, I, I, I was not a big fan of him as Spider-Man. I liked really? the, Who was the one before him? In, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I quite yeah. liked him. I did like yeah. him. Amazing Spider-Man. I thought, why can they carry him on? But no, when I saw the dynamics of him and Tony Stark, I quite liked it because it, it was like Tony was the new Ben, basically. Yeah. And I quite liked that. And I love Happy's relationship yeah, in this uh, one as well. Happy's great in general. Yeah. You, everyone seems to forget Happy, the, act, the actor who plays Happy. The He's the original director yeah. of Iron Man. He's the one who helped restart this franchise he started it completely him and Tony Stark yeah. and he could he should he needs a bigger thank you for what he's done he does I he, watched he, him in a in a show called uh, Chef where he, he did, he did a it? film called Chef he oh. did a series where he's, he, he loves food he loves cooking yeah. and he brings all the like the Marvel heroes onto the episodes <laughs> oh, and to cook with them and I love it yeah, I, I think they did a lot of it on location yeah, they were doing, yeah. but he still he did still um, directs a lot of the films he does, but he doesn't get the respect he truly deserves, yeah. you know, and it's a shame it really is. But he is damn good. He's one of those people that it wouldn't have happened about it. Him and like Kevin Feige. Oh, yeah, Feige, yeah. Whatever you call it. Yeah. I think it's Kevin Feige. Um, have you ever heard of a thing called the Tunguska event? No, no, go on. Enlighten me. Um, the tung- Tungus- Tunguska event. Okay. Um, so every like six months or so, there's... Um, an asteroid belt that we go near to. Okay, yeah. And every now and then the asteroids fall out of it. Any that come towards us normally get swallowed up by Jupiter because yeah. it's huge. And it does that for most of us. Most, that's why we don't get many asteroids going past. Yeah, yes. But recently we had one going past that went, um, there was one of like four years ago that went in between um, the moon and us, about yeah. halfway, and that's really close. And then there was one that was like huge that almost hit the moon. Oh, okay. Um, 
And it's just an idea because we have no defences basically against any of this kind of stuff. I, I put read into things like this where some of the, the wild ideas they come mm. up to, yeah. trying to, you know, the, the idea of solar, uh, the, um, the solar sh- uh, sh- uh, sails to go up and try and hook onto these asteroids to move them. Yeah, the solar winds yeah. and all this. You know, our, our best option is to build a Death Star. I honestly, truly no, think they, that. They've come up with a really, um, a really, what's a good way to put it? well thought out plan that takes a lot of ingenuity okay yeah. they've decided to get a rocket mm. and fly it into the asteroid and smash into it all right so we're talking deep impact film style oh here. yeah we're yeah, gonna yeah. go down into one of the like the cracks and that and blow it up oh that's gonna drive right into i it can't still. lose robert defoe again you know, <laughs> he's such a great actor fucking <laughs> <Right. Looking>, um <laughs> no no yeah they get because it wouldn't knock it of course yeah um, yeah but you'd need such a huge uh, have we got the technology to get a, a a missile to that point in time, though. Well, the idea is that this would only be needed if it um, comes close to us. Yeah. So, uh, but and what would the effects of a huge megaton bomb like that exploding in? To that yeah, because ha- the EM pulse would, it would yeah. black out the earth, surely. Um. So in 1908. Yeah. I think it was 1908. Oh, it was before me, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what I hate, man. It's fucking quiz shows when people are like, oh, I don't know that. It happened before I was born. It's like, oh, yeah, you know. It's not like this, a thing called history. It's not like you can go on the internet and research this shit. Well, there's not much on the internet, is there? No, it's quite, no. it's quite broad-minded. Yeah, so, porn. Yeah. <laughs> porn too. Yeah. I love how someone it's created 99% porn, yeah, 1%, yeah. 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 <laughs> but you know, that's a great thing, though. Um, so in 1908, yeah, what happened? 1908. Um, an asteroid, I'm trying to remember how big it was. This is the thing that I can't fully remember now. It was a big asteroid, but not the size huge. of Texas. I always like they, it wasn't they say, quite that big. they always say it's the, uh, an asteroid the size of New Mexico yeah. is headed for. It's like, really? I want you to find it's the size of the Isle of Wight. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I quite like the Isle of Wight. <laughs> I mean, how big is the Isle of Wight? It's not that big, is it? Oh, it's, it's big enough. It took me. I, I walked around, did the coastal walk, and it took me uh, four or five days to do. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful place to go. I'll write about the year, at least. I'm just mm-hmm. getting the thing up to check it because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, well, well, you don't want to lie to your fans. Yeah, man. He, he's spouting fake news. <laughs> fake news here. I am not just a comedian for you all. I'm also a teacher. Ah. And I'm here to teach you about the world. Um, How it's going to end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I can't find the size of this. Um, you think it is? Well, not exactly. Anyway, it was a big one anyway. Yeah. And it um, blew up. It was on its way into the atmosphere. Yeah. No one saw it. And it blew up um, over... It was in it's Serbia, I believe. Well, that's, we've Russia, had a few. Sorry. We had that one a while back that happened. Mm. That people driving we saw the videos people driving yeah, in Russia yeah, yeah. and it shook the windows yeah. and that was that was a hell of that's scary to see that, that was much smaller I know that yeah. uh, this one happened in 1908 and basically it never hit the the um, surface blew up in the atmosphere yeah but with such power that it um, flattened a size of the California oh wow sorry, California sorry um, yeah. it just happened to be above a forest yeah and basically this is what um, I'll, put, I'll put a picture on for the thing for you guys watching but this is what it looked like in the end though um, just to give you an idea of what it can do um, yeah so it was like shoes out oh wow flattened down that's what it looks like today it's still up and growing back yeah that's incredible that's that the size of california it just happened to be you know like above a huge forest 
Um, it's fucking crazy, though, man. Like that's this, amazing. That is. Back in nineteen oh eight, imagine what they must have thought was happening. Well, that's it. It's like end of the world scenario, isn't it? That's oh, that's incredible. It's unreal, isn't it? And this kind, of, this is the kind of stuff that can happen at any moment. And another reason why I bring it up is because you know the one I said that went in between Earth and the Moon. Yes. Yeah. We didn't know about that until after. Well, that's it. I think we do know. That's it. NASA know more than uh, Len on a lot of the time, I think. This is what I but said. But it's done. mass panic. Why yeah. would you want to tell the world about it? I'd rather not they've know and then just look up one day, oh, bloody hell, yeah. that's it. They've got the power to see these asteroids yeah, yeah. because they can see planets that are ridiculously far away. Hence why we know that there, can't, that there has to be aliens because we can see these planets that are exactly the same setup as our planet so there's nothing special oh, yeah. about us there's the goldilocks zone which i love yeah. when they talk about because it's it's selfish it's just to say where to look is the issue yeah it's selfish yeah. to say we're the only ones in this universe yeah, you know just what a waste of time that would be <laughs> yeah you know you know there's, there's a lot of people on the planet i can't even stand to know that there's people <laughs> there's people on another planet that oh. have to hate as well you know so um no i i love things like that you know um yeah no, it's just Another random thing, did you know that Antarctica is the largest and driest desert in the world? Or has, sorry, has the largest yeah. and driest desert in the world? I didn't know about the, the driest, because yeah. obviously where it's ice, dry ice. Well, yeah, uh. but these are like the outside, the middle of it. Yeah. It's like an area that hasn't rained for millions of years, apparently. Yeah. And it's ridiculously airy. Like you see when they showed it, like, still cold. Yeah. But there was just nothing, the dust was just like... Everywhere. I do like the fact that in Crazy. a few years' time, the, the licensing for a lot of the areas in Antarctica and all that are coming up. So drillers and all that are going to be going in there, drilling yeah. for oil and whatnot. Yeah. And there's huge, vast areas underneath yeah, the ice yeah, yeah. that could hold a lot of history for us. Yeah. You know, so that's that's pretty cool. Like, there's, um, was it Greenland, I think it was, where they've discovered that they, they think they might have discovered the um, impact zone from where the, the um, meteor that killed the zombies. <laughs> the meteor that killed the zombies. See that that was always there was always that one in uh, Mexico, New Mexico yeah. that we always fought. But uh, wouldn't that be amazing to know that perhaps you know it's happened a few times? Perhaps we're on this living mm -hmm. cycle where eventually it comes back. Well, it seems very. And why isn't God helping us? You know, where is <laughs> oh, he? Yeah, yeah. Where is he with that massive baseball bat to knock him away? You know, he's I, just too busy. I fully believe I am of the of the. Yeah, I think I'm of the belief now that the majority of religious stories and religious beliefs comes from. If anything, if there's any truth in it at all, which yeah. I could very much believe there isn't, just people getting high, but if there is any truth in it whatsoever, it mm. comes from aliens, if okay. anything. Like, I see, I don't know about that. I don't know. I, the Bible, if, if to me, is uh, this game of Chinese whispers that's just got way yeah. out of hand. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it started off with a, a bloke called Jep, who was, uh, he was a very good carpenter. Maybe not even a carpenter. He, he might have just put up a shelf once in a, in yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. He was a really nice guy, went out, did, did a bit of cooking for the local homeless people. And then over the years, the story's been told again and again and again. Mm. And like I said, Chinese whispers. But you know the official story of how... Sorry, sorry. No, go on. The official story of how he turned water into wine. Go on, then. He added um, all these circumcised foreskins into a jar of water and said, see, it has turned red. I have created a miracle. Oh, we've all been there at that party when someone's trying to do that. But, but normally <laughs> we're okay with it. What are you doing? You know, I, I love a cocktail as much as the next person. No. But, that's, <laughs> but no, I just think it, it's. I, I grew up in a household where we we would we would go to Sunday school. And, oh really? Yeah, yeah. And I I've I've been a big believer in a long time. I hate saying I'm a big believer in that there is no God. I, I I'm a big believer that 
I think it's everyone's right to believe what they want to believe. Yeah. But what I won't stand for is you knocking on my door at seven o'clock mm. on a Sunday morning with your whole family all dressed up, or, you know, <laughs> telling me that you know, we want to, to we want to bring God into your household. Yeah. Well, God can fuck off at the moment. I'm very tired. I worked <laughs> last night. I want to go to sleep. They don't want to bring him into your house. I don't want you to have to get up and go to his house. That's it. I, Lazy I, fucking God. Oh. So I tell him, listen, God's everywhere, and he's just told me yeah. you guys need to grow up and fuck off. <laughs> you know, so. But we used to have all the time in the villages where I used to live, they would turn up in this bus, all the families would get out, even the babies would be dressed in all oh, like the community, and yeah. they'd go around, how can you say no to a child? Quite easily, by slamming yeah. the door. Very easily. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't push me, I mean, it's like me reading Harry Potter and then going around the streets, beating people yeah. up with their book <laughs> of Harry Potter. This is your new faith. It shouldn't be the case. Well, that's it. It shouldn't be that case. You know, if, you, if it's your religion and it's something you believe in, good for you. I've got nothing against it. That's what you believe in. Great. But don't try and get other people. Yeah. I mean, it's it, just not right. It, I find it quite upsetting about how many people live their life where they bullshit and they're missing out on so much stuff. But it's it's what they believe in. If that's the... Yeah, but some people believe that immunizations are wrong and, you know, people believe that the earth is flat. You can't help people, be, people being dumb. Yeah, but even the modern church now is starting to change its beliefs on things they would yeah. die hard against, oh, like pork and you know fish and all those. Yeah. They, you gay know, marriage. Well, gay marriage. Yeah, years ago, couldn't, you weren't allowed to be gay. It was imprisoned mm-hmm. and killed and all that. Now, I, I think it's it's a modern church it's, it's changing its values because yeah. the world is changing, and Which, if you don't change with it, yeah. You get left out, don't you? It kind of defeats the object of that religion. It proves how bullshit it was, though, considering they're happy to change it. That's it, yeah. You know? Well, I, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a great believer that if you truly love someone, it doesn't matter who they are, sex, gender, whatever it is, if it's a pot plant at work, you know, <laughs> if you truly love, and that's the person or thing that makes you happy, yeah. then you have every right to be with that thing, yeah, okay? Man. As long as it's of legal age. And, <laughs> All right. And, uh, and as long as it's not an inan- inanimate object, which is... Something that I've seen become a thing now, like oh, this yes. woman who's fucking a roller coaster. Yeah, I watched a bit of that, yes. Oh, and it was very, she was lying on the floor, like holding it and kissing it, and she'd go there every day. But if you that's what makes her happy and it's not affected any other people, yeah. then you go right ahead. As long as she's not fucking get wild with kids walking around the theme park. I, I tell you a film I, I just watched. I just watched um, uh, Elton John's film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rocket Man. And I tell you, I loved it. Such a, it, I don't know if it's all based on truth or whatnot, but um, I tell you, it's, it's, it shows what it was like back then for him to be coming out as gay yeah. and to face the things he did. And then you see how it is nowadays. We are, we are of a, a group of people now. We are, are a lot more accepted. There are some areas that people aren't, don't get me wrong. But um, we, are, we are so more open to sexuality now, which yeah, I actually love. Much. You know, I, I got quite angry the other week when so, a comedian put up on Facebook that she was transgender, basically, and she was asked to leave the changing rooms of a very well-known uh, clothing outlets. And I, I was actually disgusted. In this modern time, mm. you know, the same company that openly advertises that they are models of, of all shapes and sizes and all genders, well, they got kicked out of a, the changing rooms because they were transgender. Is the changing room like something you go to on your own anyway? Well, that, that's the thing. She was, get, she was trying on dresses. Right. So the guy who is now a girl. Yeah, right? that's right, yeah. yeah. She's a comedian, absolutely lovely person. And I've gigged her many times. And then she put up yeah. on Facebook about this. Person, uh, Darcy, yeah. I don't know if you've met her. Oh, I, yeah, I know. And I don't think I've met her. 
she, she's a lovely person. And when I, I thought, how far are we in the dark age when this has happened? Mm. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. So she got really upset, and then that she complained. Sense, yeah. Well, she complained. She did. Everyone's like, you've got to say something. Because if you don't say anything, these Any people win. Change, they get yeah. away with it. So she went away. She sent her, and they got they got they apologised. They sorted the issue out. They offered her, you know, some vouchers, some personal shopping, and I like that. Mm. But the fact that there are still some people out there that think this way—that's that's that's the, that's the people we need to be fighting. Yeah, that way doesn't even make sense. Like, what the logic is because, like I said, as far as I know, you go into a changing room, and you know, you've got your own cubicle essentially, it, yeah. saying you can't come in because they don't even have segregated. Well, I suppose they had men and women's ones. Well, I think that was the case, isn't it? She yeah. went to the women's one. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, it's just it's sad. It really is. It is one know. of those. I mean, the thing is, though, it is something that needs to be acknowledged now because where does someone like that go? Because I mean, like, obviously that's a bit of you know, it's like picky battles, like in regards to the clothing company. It's like yeah. well, that's not a huge thing. Um, but then you see like women that transition, sorry, men that transition into women, yeah, and then go into like women's powerlifting sports and things yeah. like that, and it's like that's not really fair. Okay. Because there, you know, there is just a difference between men and women. It's as much as people like to make out there isn't. There is a difference. Like men are naturally physically stronger that's how we've evolved oh see i i i i disagree with you on that word only because i, I don't want to get beaten up later but no I, on average not always there's exceptions men over a long period of time have been conditioned to be the g- gatherers and hunters yeah, exactly, all that. Yeah, yeah. but th- i tell you what there are women out there now who are putting us to shame oh yeah there's know? exceptions and i see these people in uh, like the uh, olympic I, sh- I was watching the special olympics and i love that because these people have been told all their lives they can't do this can't do that yeah and then they go and run the 100 meters in a lot faster time than I could ever do. Yeah, yeah. And they were absolutely incredible. And I was blown away. The person who made me, uh, I felt, I just, Johnny Vegas, he was at doing, um, he was at the Special Olympics. He was to the one side and he was there supporting a load of these people, a load of the British athletes. And every time they won, he was the first one there giving a big hug. I, I love that. Doing good for Oh, he, he's now an ambassador for yeah. us. And I love that about him. You know, so yeah, I can understand what you're saying, you know, but I think you have to judge each case as it comes. Yeah. But I do like the fact that yeah, in you years to come. Need a uniform design, though. Well, you should ne- I don't think it's a case of you shouldn't uniform anything, really, because. Sporting, I mean, because I know what you mean, but. Um, I think in years to come, it's going to be more open to everything. Yeah. And the, the competitions will be changed to make it all more for everyone. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's such a, it's I'm, a tough subject. I'm like personally, I'm the belief like anyone do what you want to do. If it yeah. makes you happy, if you want to do it, if it's not harming anyone else, that's it. You're, yeah. If you're an adult as well, yes, then do it. Because yeah. there's too much about I hear about like kids that are going on um, hormone changing things. It's yes, like, yeah. You're not old enough to to like say get a tattoo. You're old enough that like when you don't know who you are to yeah. make a decision about whether you're a guy or a girl. Yeah. Um, so that straight away is, you know, crazy. It's happening more and more now, it is. But that, that shouldn't happen until they're at least of age. Now, I think you have to have an understanding. Before you can say, listen, from now on, I want you to call me by this name. I want to be called by this gender. I want, mm-hmm. You have to have an understanding. You can't just flip-flop from it. So oh, I am seeing it more and more where people yeah. are being re-educated about it, yeah. which I love the fact that that's out there now. Because years ago, if you were to turn to me and say, listen, you're, I'm gonna, for now on, I'm going to be a, a woman. Yeah. It's a lack of understanding that causes the hate a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. If 
if like one of my sons wanted to be referred to as a girl and wanted to do that whole yeah. thing, you know, felt like it, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I'll call you a girl or refer to what whatever name you want, but you're not doing any of the physical stuff until yeah. you're like, well, I'd say 21, but obviously 18 is the 18. That's it. Know? When you, yeah, I can yeah, understand yeah. that, yeah. Um, but the only, the only issue I have with it though is I think that a lot of people have this, because it is like a mental health issue, of course it is. Mm. Um, what do, you mean, what do you mean by a mental health issue? This is going really like, uh, <laughs> we're going to a really political side now. What do you mean uh, uh, by I mental just, health? Uh, because it's, you have this feeling um, that you're not in the right body that you should be, so you feel like you're in oh, the wrong okay. body. So, so, yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And you get like depression because of it. Yeah. But the only thing is, when you look at like the statistics, the same amount of people commit suicide before... Post, um, pre-operation yeah. do post-operation so it's not a quick fix like everyone no, thinks no, it is it. and I think too many people jump in it too quickly it's a quick fix there's plenty of people out there that are fully legit you know like really are yeah, that's yeah. why it's become a thing is because yeah, the yeah. people are there that fully are and they know they are yeah. too many people I think jump into it nowadays yeah. without really putting the thought into it no I can understand that yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's all it is it, and that's only because I think anything when it's blows up a bit, you know, becomes more of a thing. Yeah. You just get people piggybacked on it. And it's like, I've talked to, like, um, transgender people that have been like it for, like, five years or so, you know. Yeah. That agree with that, you know, that say that now it's become a thing that's trying to take away from the actual... And it, it, it does. Yeah. It's just one of them things, though, you know. No, definitely. Same anything. Definitely. Yeah. <coughs> next, <coughs> next political topic. <laughs> no, there's always a political Let's sort out Syria. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Did you see that Ari Shafir got drugged by... Bert, uh, sorry, Bert Kreischer got drugged by Ari Shafir. No, I, I don't know yeah. anything about that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just before um, they did a sober show, he decided to drug him with Molly like, for yeah. a podcast, and he just got bitchy about it. I'm not surprised. Have you ever been on anything like that? No, no. Oh. I've, I've never done drugs. I, oh, really? I grew up in a culture where a lot of my friends were trialing drugs and doing that. I never saw the need. Um, because I, I, I tell you what, I never had the money growing up to get yeah. buy drugs. I don't know how you lot did it, so I don't mean you lot. No, like, no, no. I have a joke about that on my set that um, everyone all my life has always thought that um, I'm talking about being a simple guy. Yeah. Everyone all my life has always thought that I'm like I'm on something. Yeah, um, I could take that quite badly, but to me, I'm just quite flattered that people think I have enough money to be a drug addict. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly don't. I, so I, I, I missed out on that. But there are things now, you know, things like cannabis oils and things like yeah. that. I, I definitely want to research more into that because if that has a, the help, the healing help that it's, it's what I'm seeing on YouTube does, and Facebook, yeah. then this is something we need to be looking more into. But yeah, it's definitely, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to go home now and just smoke a, a massive flip, but it's definitely in years to come when it is more of a mainstream thing, definitely. It's getting there. America's, I can say no to it. America's like there now, basically. America so many, yeah, yeah. So many states are opening up. And I, I love the way they're doing it. in every state now. Not for recreation in every state. Yeah. But I think it's illegal in all states now. There might be a okay. few. I might be wrong. Well, uh, that's the future, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Last bit of random knowledge I'll throw you. Because so it's been quite long and I'm sorry to keep it. No, so that's all right. It's been a nice, easy chat, to be honest. No, I quite enjoyed this. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, something that I thought was quite funny. The owner, uh, sorry, the man who um, created and developed Match.com Oh, yeah, yeah. Ended up losing his girlfriend because she met someone new on Mash.com. Well, I quite like that, you know. That, that is really just, endorsement. That's, that's great, you know. 
So basically, did he did he meet her on match himself, or did he no, meet her pre existing girlfriend? So he, he meets he meets this girl, and straight away, you know, they get on her house on fire, and it, she's she's like, well, what do you do for him? Well, funny enough, I'm mm. the inventor, the entrepreneur I'm behind Match.com. Why don't you have a look? And he started showing, and she was like flipping through from bloody hell. There's there's some more attractive guys out here. Like <laughs> it now. So, you know, for her to then go on create a in. You know, surely one of her, his underlings said, "Listen, you're, you're, you know that girl you're seeing? She's just signed up for you know a six month, you know course on Match.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should you be concerned about that? <laughs> they, you must have knew. I think he asked her. I think that was actually he asked her to go on to try it out for him. There you are. I actually think that was part of it. Yeah. It's like me saying to uh, my mate, "Listen, I know you've been with that girl for like ten years." Just go to Amsterdam and sleep with a few yeah, prostitutes. Yeah, just girls. see what it's like, yeah, you yeah, know. And if you come back a different person, so be yeah. it. It's like um, it reminds me of gee, yeah, someone knocking at you for a wrestling reference to. Yeah. Um, Chris Benoit. Oh, God, yeah. No, the no, the no, name no, you're not allowed to use in no, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the Enigma. Um, yeah, like back when he was in WCW, there was this um, wrestler, Kevin Sullivan. I do remember his name, yeah. but not so much of his career. Yeah, he's not that big. Um, but he was also a, book, a booker in WCW at the time. Oh, okay, yeah. And he made a storyline where, at the time, his like manager was his real-life wife. Okay, yeah. And he made a storyline where his wife cheated on him and got with Chris Benoit. Yeah. And that was pure storyline, and then a few months down the road, it became real life. Yes. Yeah. So it was exactly the same example as that, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was the one, I think that was the one he ended up killing. Well, there, there's a lot of mythology about that. There's also, uh, there's some truths and there's some lies there. There is, if you look into the Chris Benoit incident. Yeah, I, I, I did a lot of research and I um, yeah. wrote a script on it for Did me, you yeah. ever listen to some of the last answer phone messages that was sent? I think I did. Uh, and he, he was quite sound of mind towards the end, but there were some other messages that were quite, yeah. quite dark. Yeah. I mean, was it true about him injecting his son with yeah, steroids and his wife was steroid and then eventually himself? I, there was a lot of... I don't know, I heard he smuggled his child. But yeah, this has gone down very quickly. <laughs> but, uh, You're right, yeah, no, we can talk about anything right now, there most was... people won't see it. <laughs> oh, cheers. <laughs> Not in the end. Most people... I've sat here for two and two and a quarter, three quarter hours and no one's going to watch. That's why but... we have the clips now, because people it, people find it a lot easier to watch little snippets yeah. I find. Like, I, no, I think that's, that's going to go well, do you, Dave? Uh, I love Chris, Chris Benoit when he first came over to WWF. He was really good. He was part of the, yeah. the Radicals, which Tiny I loved. Arms. And um, but no, um, it was such a sad. And I hate the fact that now he has been completely wiped. Whenever you see him in a match yeah. on YouTube, that his name's been taken out, and Vince McMahon's like final you to him. I, yeah, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, it's harsh in regards to Chris Benoit the wrestler, but Chris Benoit the guy in is a big dick. Is it yeah, so there was a lot of stories of him about that. Brain though. damage as well though, yeah. steroid abuse. Because he was one of the few people that would willingly take a chair shot to the back of the head and he used to just do a dive yes. in the head, but you know You just don't see it anymore with a wrestling yeah. The last time I Probably saw the beamed. Yeah, but yeah, if you actually watch it, he puts yeah. the chair between the, the he puts the yeah. chair between the ladder. And even when he smashed yeah. it to begin with, like he hit yeah. the canvas more and he had that leather mask to protect him as well. The last time I saw like the match the match that kind of Defined my generation. Uh, it would have been um, Undertaker versus Triple H with HBK as the ref. It was the end of the era match. Oh, right. The they, yeah, in the yeah. cell. It was in like 56 or so many chair shots each of them took. And the, oh, it was incredible. The welts on their backs were absolutely incredible, but they actually had 
headshots. They all had to, they all had to sign yeah. waivers to say, listen, if you do this, this is unsanctioned. Like, but it was kind of like the end of the year. They're going, they're going out the way they did. I love that end yeah. scene with them by the by the Titan Tron leaving, and they're all hugging each other, waving goodbye. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, the end of the attitude area. That that's it. You're and never going to see that again. I love Triple H selling it as well because oh, Undertaker so in the last one, you know, was like half collapsed and couldn't walk out there. Well, that was good. actually a year in the making. That was yeah. Nice. But no, in this one, when he was like, he went to get the sledgehammer and he got pulled away from him and he got pushed back in the corner. It's like the last act of defiance. He yeah. did the old suck it thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just got knocked out. But then to have uh, HBK there, who's like best friends with both of them, yeah. who's been through some amazing battles yeah, yeah. with The Undertaker and Triple H. The unsanctioned matches against him and Triple H years ago were some of the best fights. The Undertaker had to like threaten him a lot back in the day as well to like do matches where he knew yeah. he'd lose because he knew Shawn Michaels was a dick. Oh he yeah, yeah, he openly admits it. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a crap actor, but he was a bloody good actor. You know, he's bloody good yeah. at what he did. So, um, but yeah, no, it was really good. Did, um, did you see um, the AEW chair shot when Sean Spears exploded oh. into... No, I, I didn't see... I didn't see I, oh, um... This was a while ago. Like, yeah, I think it's um, a while ago. This was. It went double or nothing. I think it was quite a fair. It might have been double or nothing. Because I remember watching Cody Rhodes against his brother. That was a good match. There was a lot of yeah. blood in that match. He opened up quite well. That was double or nothing, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, oh, that, I think it was the one after that. All or, Was it All In, I think? Yeah, d- yeah. Double or Nothing was the first proper AEW one. There was All In. There was... All In was, like, just them. No, it wasn't AEW. Oh, it wasn't. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. That was what made AEW. Yeah. Um, so you had All... You had Double or Nothing. Then you had Fight a Fest. Then you had Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, that was good. there, actually. I think it was, there. yeah. And then... Um, I like the new one, Full Gear, as well. Everyone's got all the shit names. Like, no, it just sounds like a wrestling pay-per-view. It yeah. sounds like... No, no, it yeah. worked well. I liked yeah. it. And Cody versus Jericho, that's cool. Jericho is Jericho, so... And he's still going at his age. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a funny guy as well. He's a magician. He he's a good comedian as well. He's done a few shows. Yeah. And then you he know, always, whenever he does a promo on um, AEW, he's always doing it off the cuff. Completely. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot. I love that. There's that running meme at the moment. A little bit of bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> I want a little bit. A little bit of the bubbly. A little you know, bit like of the bubbly. He's yeah, such dinner. a fun. His music's good as well. I love yeah. his music. But yeah, 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 he's put his body through a lot, and he yeah. needs to come back again and again. One of the people that very much so. Oh no, he safe. reinvents himself yeah, every time. He started using the list again. He's like, these guys are my inner circle. They're all on the list. They're taking the mick out of what it used to be like. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because when they were on the list before, that meant he was going to beat them off. Exactly, yeah. I love that part of it. And then they started chanting We the People, and he was just like, um, No, oh. that was from a shitty creative. It's been buried now. That's it, yeah. But that um, was brilliant. Yeah, two, two hours before the end, this has become the longest podcast of them all. Oh, there you are, bud. There we go. I, I so, genuinely enjoyed it, buddy. It's, yeah, been, um, it's been really good. I'm glad, man. I'll um, get it all... I don't know how much of it is funny and quite shocking. <laughs> you know, I don't know if they're going to arrest me after this. Oh, you no, know. nothing was bad. <laughs> generally, in all honesty, um, it's, I generally leave it unedited. Oh, that's, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Just wipe some stuff. I'll um, get the audio one on first. That's what we yeah. first. And I'll get the video one on. Which should be faster now because I've got tickets for it with the new intro. So how long does that usually take you then? Um, the you a couple of weeks, a couple of days? Oh, no, no. Within like, it's within a week. Oh, that's, that's yeah, pretty yeah, good, that is. Yeah. See, what I did for Jack today, that ain't going to come on until like January time. Oh, you okay. know, he's, he's only done three or four of them so far. And he's doing like, trying to do as many as he can. And then 
He'll release them in podcast form as well. Yeah, but yeah. then in like January, he's going to start like the, ed- the heavily edited versions yeah. you'll get on the radio. So Cause, yeah, because we talk about topical stuff, so I like to try and get it out as quick as yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. oh, brilliant. Yeah, but yeah, man. Um, other than quick plug, like you got you seventh uh, of November gig coming up. The one I'm yes, doing. yes. Coffee so coffee number one in Hereford. Coffee number one, yeah, come down. Yeah. Hereford is becoming a lot more. What's all this? <laughs> Hereford's, <laughs> Hereford's becoming a lot more comedy based, and I'm inviting so many people to come down. Uh, to try new material. Uh, later looks so well. I've got a lot of faith in you. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got no, 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 I was just shaking my head. No, I've got a lot of faith in you, so that's going to be great. I, I'm looking to um, push a lot more comedians down Hereford around the Lower Midlands. I'm going to be running other gigs in other areas as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to look at doing uh, Edinburgh Fringe previews down there as well. I've already had people asking me. There are a couple of venues who want to try out some comedy as well, which is great. Um, but myself, I'm not just promoting. I, I also want to. I, I want to carry on gigging. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm traveling a lot further now, which is great. Well, you'll I'm, be able to catch him on the 28th of January at the first Suicide in Your House Comedy Night event, and you'll be seeing a lot more of that soon. But back to Darren. It's going to be oh, good. Oh, the whole podcast about me by saying your name. There you go. Well done for that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm basically I'm gigging uh, I'm doing about between eight and ten gigs a month at the moment I'm doing I'm here there and everywhere and I, I love it I'm going back to some venues that have asked me back which is always yeah. nice yeah, yeah I'm going back to the Hollybush which I love every yeah. time I come back out there it's brilliant when are you going up there I, uh, it'll be the 20 it's, it's next not this Thursday the following Thursday and oh, I'm bringing okay. up some new comedians from Worcester who are going to be phenomenal oh, so that's not where we know that'll probably be about Fourteen. There's still yeah. spaces on there, so jump That'll on there. That'll be the kind of time I'll be down there. Actually, That'll be perfect. I've still started at the beginning of the month, have you? Yeah, I, I'm so, starting yeah. to uh, headline a couple of nights now, which has been so great. I'm so pleased that people want me to headline for a start, which is great. Yeah. Um, but while I'm, while I'm, while I've got you for the last few seconds, then I just want to say, obviously, thank you for letting me on. It's been oh, absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to me. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been supporting me. You know, there's such a huge range of comedians who have helped me get to me where I am they always offer me help and advice and support and uh, it's been much thanks so thank you you know who you are so thank you very much it is nice how supportive they all are it's they surprising are. yeah if you you're the same as them if you help out wherever you go yeah. especially with the new comedians you're helping them out and you know you get helped as well yeah. it's the right thing we're all we're all always, in the same boat aren't we and it's like when you have some, when you see someone have their first gig they come down like everyone's like you know patting them on the back saying well done that's you know, it. even if they weren't great it's just the fact you got up there you did it you know that's, it, that's yeah. where you gotta start yeah that's man banging a little bit but thank you very much yeah mr big d thank you very much my man thank you very much and yeah. hopefully see you again soon well hopefully we're gonna be doing that gig for you yeah, yeah. So go blind Perfect, thank you very much. <laughs> Good night. Cheers, thank you very much. Cheers. Sorry, man, we're That's all right. <laughs>